We did it. This is it. This is our moment. Episode 50 of the Organic Poison Podcast. You know, it's been a long journey and I've been through a lot since the beginning of this. I've watched my son grow up or become two. We've gone through the pandemic. We've gone through two presidents. The world is going crazy. But tonight, none of that matters. Because you and me, we did this together. And I know along the way, whether it be online or it be on this podcast, I've really upset some people. I made some people feel really uncomfortable. But you know, from real, real down low, all the way down low... and gentlemen welcome you are here with us tonight today a couple of months after it came out whenever it may be this is episode 50 and uh today i have a very special guest technically i should probably say like the very specialist of guests not only is it episode 50 but he is a a, a world traveled uh possibly maybe we'll just say nationally renowned i don't know if i don't know if they're really just fucking with him like that overseas but uh steven smith my brother he is the guest what's up steve uh not much i'm just just here doing this what if you had like a fucking seizure <laughs> i'm like oh no you collapsed in the chair <laughs> feels kind of like i'm at work right now this is what i do most all day all the time it's stare at other people through a screen so yeah yeah that's uh, uh, undoubtedly you're not an analyst or a podcaster i assume no uh no i just get to show people software all day so i'm usually sharing my screen they're watching it i'm talking and just hoping they're listening because they're not going to turn their camera on so it's just like me sitting in front of the camera with people on the on the other end just no kind of response. It's fun. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, do you ever just like walk around the house without your shirt on and answer these phone calls and be like, "Hey, I'm glad why your voice changed." But... <laughs> I guess I could. I, I not typically. I mean, I do like 
I'll put on like a button up shirt, but be wearing shorts, like gym shorts underneath sure. and no shoes. So that's, that's like the joke. That's been like the joke for like the past year with like people. Yeah. Zoom calls in their underwear. That's, that's pretty standard, but I don't know. Like if I'm on a, like our team does, we don't really turn our cameras on. We're just talking to each other. So it's only when I have to talk to like a customer or something. So, and most of the time they don't care either. Like they're at, sitting at their house doing the same thing and they're like, Hey, what's up? All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> Looks neat. Just, just want to get this over with, <laughs> like trying to get through this. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. So you, you are, uh, you are living in Chicago now. Are, yep. Is it Chicago or is it like a suburb of Chicago? Is it a, how's that no, work? It's, it's a, it's Chicago proper. I'm raising my desk up so I can stand to be a little more awake. Um, it's Chicago proper. So I'm in the Avondale neighborhood, which is just a neighborhood in Chicago, but it is a 60618 Chicago address. So oh, okay. yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm loving it here. I just started riding, uh, riding e-bikes in the city and it's pretty great. It's, uh, biking, s- but easier. As I say, now you sent me a picture a couple of days ago, uh, of, a bike is this an e-bike yes the one that i ordered yeah so that's i they have these bikes here in the city that you can rent they're called divi bikes and it's owned by lyft and you can just like go up their phone and just scan them and they just unlock and you can just ride them and they charge you like i don't know a few cents every mile or minute i don't know how it works but they have like regular bikes and they have e-bikes and the e-bikes have like a pedal assist on them so it just like when you're pedaling it's also like driving a motor and so you can go like 15 miles an hour uh-huh. uh like with just minimal pedaling so it's pretty great especially for my awful knee and ankle so after doing that and realizing how much i could ride with one of those without pain i decided to order one and it hasn't come in yet and then i convinced jordan to order one after i ordered mine a totally different one and it just came in today so it wow. actually came in like an hour ago so hers came here first so Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. That thing looked pretty cool. I was showing my coworker Sean, and he was like, uh, "He's like, that's uh it's it looks so plain." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, look, I know." I was like, "But it's like I would say, I would say sleek. It's like sleek would be a more, I guess, a cleaner way to say it. Minimal, <clears throat> minimal, yeah. And uh, it's like an Apple bicycle. <laughs> yeah, it's they apparently they get. Comp- called like the tesla of e-bikes and the apple of e-bikes so it's yeah it's definitely in that realm and it like works with all the apple find my shit and stuff like that so it's uh it's oh, super shit. neat can't nobody just be it. stealing your bike then dude it's it's wild you can get off of it and you like click a little button with your foot it mm-hmm. automatically locks the bike and then it's like you go inside get your coffee do whatever you're doing if someone comes and touches your bike at all an alarm on it goes off it starts lighting up and it tells you on your phone immediately and they can't move it because it's got a lock on the wheel. So it's, it's our, it's got like built in theft deterrent. So it's pretty tight. So they pretty much, you know, somebody, <clears throat> somebody might start stealing bikes like that in about like five years when they start having hacking software for them <laughs> or something. It's like, but for now the thieves are probably like, nah, we're good on that. It's, it's, it's pretty secure and they actually have this service you can get. It's like an additional cost, but it's called peace of mind. And you pay, it's like 300 bucks for three years or something. Mm-hmm. But if someone steals your bike, they actually send a team of bike hunters. They have a whole YouTube series about it. And they send a team of bike hunters to hunt down your bike. 
And if they can't find it in two weeks, they send you a new one for free. But like these people go all over the world hunting down these bikes, like and like they make they film it and put it on YouTube and stuff. It's pretty wild. Do you know how badass it would be to pull up <laughs> on those guys and just see them kicking somebody's ass still in a bike? Back? <laughs> like and then you get in your bike back and getting to watch them go retrieve it on YouTube, like dude. I just want awesome. I just want to talk about how like that is like new age vigilante <laughs> shit right there. Like that's the vigilante that's- we didn't ask for, but we needed. That's customer service. Can you imagine growing up having one of those? Like, think about the yeah. shit we got stolen out of our yard, but like, even our friends who have gotten shit stolen out of their yards. Like, if you had <laughs> these guys that pulled up, like, you're like, your mom just calls and says, Oh, it's okay. We're getting hit back. <laughs> Vigilantes come back. They don't, they don't go to return anything more than like, you know, a four wheeler. Like, anything more than that, they're like, We're good. We have to be able to throw it in the back of the truck or something. <laughs> Just a whole vigilante service. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna check it. Do you know what their name is? The show? Uh, it's Van Moof Bike Hunters or something like that. You oh, can look it up. A part of the company. Yeah, have- yeah. It's actually wow. the company that hunts them down. Like that's that's part of the service. It's wild. Probably the only way they can afford the insurance on being able to do <laughs> shit like that. Like, what if they broke someone's neck stealing a bike? <laughs> Get into a fucking shootout over a bike. Like, I haven't, it's not fucking worth it anymore. <laughs> I haven't watched but like one episode of it, but I wonder how intense they do get. I feel like it would be watching like I don't know. Was wasn't there a show about repo men at one point? Like hell yeah. Or, or did we oh, just wow. go on too many of those trips to Mark and then we just <laughs> know the first day? Like imagine it would be like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, uh, the, uh, they have had several shows, but also, man, I mean, it's like boxing compared to UFC. It's like you can watch that or you can watch Dog the Bounty Hunter and watch a Dog the Bounty Hunter. Them, them was some crazy people, like the, the weird people, but they had some wild stories pop off, man. That dude's wife died too. Oh, dang. I don't know that if you even know who I'm talking about. Yeah, she had incredibly large breasts and she was, uh, yeah, I know. I remember who you're talking about, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't even realize that either one of them were still alive, but I didn't assume yeah. they had died either. So they hadn't I hadn't thought about them in a while, but <laughs> I would have loved to have seen old Tiger King and the bounty hunter get into a verbal disagreement. Did you ever watch Tiger, Tiger King? King? Uh, no, I somehow managed to, to never see. It. I mean, I get the references yeah. and I've seen, I saw that dude on the internet before the Tiger King thing. Like I've seen him on the YouTube and stuff before. Yeah. But- I mean, you'll, uh, you'll yeah. live without seeing it. It's just, it was a big thing there for a while. So I, I just, the reference. Yeah, I, I somehow managed to go, oh, hang on. I think Jordan's on with the dog out. Okay. My office. Yeah, do your thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but if Jordan's not home, I'll have to let it back in because it'll come back barking. It doesn't want to be at home, dude. It has anxiety. Yeah, yeah well, I, it sits. There's a chair right there that it sits in all day when yeah. I'm at work because Jordan will be at work. He doesn't have any options. I just sleeps right there. Huh. It kind of makes you feel bad for. It. It's like, look, there's no. You can go hang out in the other part of the house if you want to. Like <laughs> other stuff. To, you want me to turn the TV on for you? <laughs> I, I, I try to open the windows for, like, put a little bed up in the windowsill, and no, nothing. Just wants to be under feet all the time, which is fine. We get along fine. She's good when Jordan's not here. When Jordan's here, she's just like bad. Yeah, that's. I couldn't imagine having another little dog in the house. Like I, yeah. I, I, I would freak out if 
like, well, Link's a big ass dog though. <laughs> Us, but I freak out when we have to bring Link in. It's, <laughs> it's terrifying because it's like when him and Gideon are running around, it's like, oh my God, like. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like a cat too, because the, you know how like cats will like they'll mess with each other, and like and when one stops messing with the other one, the other one starts messing with that one. That's how exactly how they are. As soon as Link Link will sit there and be, I mean, Gideon will sit there and be like, "Please stop," you know, whatever, like stop Link, because Link will be licking on him and stuff. And as soon as Link goes and tries to sit down and get calm, which he wouldn't do even if he was in here by himself, you know, I'm saying he's a high strung <laughs> crackhead dog, right? It's like as soon as he sits down, Link will just, I mean, Gideon will just go over there and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. Grab your brush up another. No, okay. So I was listening. This is a little bit uh change of topic, but since I got you on here and you would know, do you think, uh, and I just thought about it and I would never think about it again. So I just want to ask somebody. <laughs> I thought about it at work and didn't write it down, but it's War Pigs, right? War Pigs was playing. And uh-huh. I got to thinking, I'm listening to the words, but he, you know, he says something about why don't the, the politicians going to fight? They always send the poor to go fight the war. You know, something really, uh, it's okay. It's like a precursor to BYOB. I was just about to say, are you going to say that it's BYOB? Cause that's the same song. They're, they're both like the same song. It's just the modern version of it. Has like that, the comparison's been made before, right? In my head, I mean, I don't know by anybody else, but yeah, like for sure, they're undoubtedly, the undoubtedly, yeah. somebody else thinks. That. I was gonna say, I almost feel like it was like, like a, a different generation, maybe not the next generations, but a different generations BYOB, the hmm. Bush era's BYOB. That's for sure. Yeah, for, yeah, that that definitely adds up a hundred percent. I was speaking of System of Down. I was listening to these every now and then. I'm bad at doing YouTube. I'm bad at just YouTube in general. Like it's, I sound like an old person, but I can't figure it out. I can't figure out like how to get on a channel of playlists. I don't know. I don't understand how to watch them in any kind of order. So I was just like randomly watching some. Um, and there was this one where Rick Rubin, there was somebody talking to Rick Rubin about stories from the studio or something like that. And it was, uh, Daniel says, Hey, by the way, he just texts me while, uh, we were doing this, but. Daniel anyway. McCorder? Yeah. Hell yeah. What's up, Daniel McCorder? Hey, Daniel McCorder's on episode 50. Oh. He made it. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> um, anyway, where was I going with that? Oh, and they were talking about Chop Suey and when he was in the studio doing Chop Suey. And they almost didn't put a bridge in there. The the whole part with the father into your hands, like the like Bible verse part. Yeah. They almost didn't put that entire bridge in there or something along those lines. I'm I, might be slightly misquoting it, but sure. the That's way right. they had to fill that spot is he just like randomly looked on Rick Rubin's bookshelf and picked out a random book. And it happened to be the Bible open to a random page. That was the page he did. And he just read that. And all of a sudden it almost became like a religious song. Oh, and that yeah. was, there was no other tied to it in any other way for that reason. He said that like, that wasn't really the thought to it necessarily until he just randomly did that. And I was like, that's a crazy story, but that's like, that's like a pivotal point in their, their like, I don't know. I feel like their, uh, whole catalog, like that, that part, because it's like, it makes you want to cry. Like the way that he yeah. like leads into the, the final singing of the chorus or whatever. It's just a nice reminder that like nothing is like that real. Everything you think is that important. It's just like, Oh, and you just randomly picked the book and that's how it happened. But like, 
I don't know. Also, this was a random thing on YouTube, and I'm bad at getting internet fakes. So maybe this was somebody doing a deep fake, and they made it up. So don't quote it for anything valuable. But that's well. Did you okay? You said so. You were just watching a random video. It wasn't somebody talking to Rick Rubin. He was telling parts of the story, and then it was like it almost was set up like one of those behind the music things, mm-hmm. and so it was like narrated, and then him telling part of the story, and then Serge telling part of the story. But it didn't look like this was the official source of the video. It had been right. re-uploaded by somebody. And so it was just some random clip that got put on some stream after I watched, like, the Mississippi Delta Bluesman or something. It sounds, it sounds like something that would be wor- definitely worth, like, Googling after, uh, you know, like because that's pretty interesting. But to die, yeah. we both obviously are more than capable of digressing. But uh, War Pigs. And yes. and BYOB, the lyrics are literally almost. I mean, it's not the exact same because he says some crazy shit in BYOB, but it's all <laughs> meaning the same thing. He just is a little bit more of some looking for some poetic justice as opposed to Ozzy. Ozzy was a little I mean, bit more blatant. Yeah, a little more straightforward, but still at the time probably pretty crazy shit in in that song too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like imagine like the biggest band in this genre that you know is the devil's music he's literally the the prince of hell in their <laughs> eyes and he's talking trash about the government which to me just seems par for the course but maybe it feels par for the course because of bands like that you know what i'm saying like it feels yeah. par for the course for like a metal band or a punk band to be like really anti you know fuck the man and especially the people that are causing wars but maybe it just that because I think they, they are the reason that yeah. it, it feels that way. Like whether or not they started it or not, they're the reason that that's the stereotype that exists. So, right? Yeah. It's like, and, and it, it's a. I mean, I'd say it's a pretty fulfilling stereotype for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. It's a, for uh, sure. It's 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 an interesting thing, but yeah, System of Down. They were a badass band. That, that was the first song I ever heard by them. Was BYOB. I heard it. Yeah, I think. I, you showed it to me, but like yeah. I mean, pretty much immediately after you heard it somewhere, I think. Man, I want to say – I want to say that like I heard it on – I mean I heard it in Hot Topic, and that's why I remembered it when I heard it like a few days later. I, and we were just randomly in Hot Topic. This was way before yeah, I would have ever just – yeah. Traveled to go to a hot topic yeah. and went there by accident. Or yeah, or just went in there because it was cool and weird. Exactly. Yeah, I was not. You know, I didn't know who anybody in there was, but I heard that song in there, and I remember. Which you know, I'm pretty sure I was obviously listening to like Lincoln Park and stuff by then. So I would have, we would have been in I, hot topic. I'm pretty sure it probably would have been around the same time though. Like I'm thinking about it, like. No, we would have had to have been listening to. Like, we were just. We went, were really into Lincoln Park. Yeah, we listened to Lincoln Park a lot. That's the. It's always the. It's always Lincoln Park and the Gorillas. That's. I'm, I'm Google, googling I release dates, but continue. I'm gonna see what what came out when. Uh Yeah, sorry. This dude just punched this guy like seventy eight thousand times, and the ref didn't call it. I don't know why he was on the ground. <laughs> I know you don't see what's happening. I just got lost in the sauce there for a second. I'll probably end up seeing it on fight porn on Reddit somewhere. Oh, this is like uh, a, it's I, like a five, six year old fight. It was when Conor McGregor uh, was the coach of this, uh, the, the ultimate fighter, the show. It was like, it's called mm. tough. Like they all fought and they got a, whoever won got a contract, which is crazy, but that's how it works. All right. So BYB came out in 2005. Oh yeah, we was listening. Yeah, to that part before that. Yeah, 
we probably this was the beginning of the the uh scene scene like right before yeah. we started going to shows is when i listened to that shit because it makes yeah. the timeline makes sense too mm-hmm. it adds up it's just so weird that's so long ago yeah <laughs> yeah it is. anyway <laughs> now I'm, that feels old no well dude i i don't know if you ever have those moments but it happens to me all the time especially here lately <laughs> Especially since my life has kind of slowed down a little bit. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's more tamed. It's more scheduled. You know, whatever. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the mix. You know what I'm saying? I'm not out and about. Like I'm just always at home. But uh, I digress. Yeah, it's not often that like I think of a thought like that and am standing at my computer to look it up and verify and realize that I'm wrong and that I'm actually older than I think. So yeah, and you and <laughs> look at look at your life when you first heard that song versus now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here, here I am now. That's how I am. Every time something's like, I, I always look at it as like, oh wow, like <laughs> like what the <laughs> hell, like right? How did it? And How it doesn't. Get here? It doesn't necessarily have to be anything, you know, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it. It doesn't have to send you whenever you do, uh, you know, think about something like that. And right, so, it doesn't have to be like send you into a bad place, right? And, <laughs> or a good place. I had to. I had to make myself realize that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to have that moment where I was like, look, it doesn't always have to be like this is the end. Especially, I am like the main person. Maybe it's just because, like, I have this fear of death. I don't have a fear of dying tomorrow or today or anything. I just fear when I'm 98 years old and I still have to die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. But uh, that's not what I was originally talking about. Oh, I was just saying when you think about getting older, you don't. It doesn't always have to be like, damn. You know, like what? What have I done? Yeah, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, no, especially like Brittany will always, you know, and she's just being sweet, but she'll hit you with that. Uh, well, I guess this is life now. Look at us being sweet, well, and especially right after we first got married and started yeah. having Gideon. It's like, look at us. It's Saturday night. We're at home, and I'm like, look, I'm totally cool with being at home on a Saturday night. I was like, but don't act like we're going to the geriatric care next week. Like, Not even thirty. Well, she just turned thirty. Like I'm 28 years old. I'm, we are going to, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be, I'm totally down with being a family man, but. Yeah, but you can, you can be a family man and still have yeah. plenty of life ahead yeah. of you. I was like, we can go do shit as a family. We can, we can rule the world as a family. Let's get rich as a family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, we can, yeah. just, we can, you know, I digress, but it's just funny. Yeah. I'm always picking at her about that. That's like, uh, that's like. Uh, I mean, you can be a family man and still be able to do that stuff. That makes me, when every time somebody starts to say something different, I think about Drew Beasley. I don't know how he does it to have all them kids yeah. and be going all the time, doing all the things, but he always is out there doing it. And that's, that's the most family man, man I know. So yeah, I mean, he's still out there doing the thing. I definitely don't know his personal business, but he seems to be pretty happy with what he's got going on. and always striving to do something more too. Like he always. Yeah. He be, somehow he takes all them kids everywhere all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I can't even take myself everywhere all the time. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, it takes a certain type of person, but I guess it's different priorities. Cause for me, I can't imagine having three kids. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know when it comes along for you to just be like, yeah, let's have some more. You know what I'm saying? I know that I'm sure the day will come, but I just, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm really enjoying <laughs> loving the, the child that I have. You know, yeah. There's not yeah. A, there's not another one to neglect if there's not another one. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the plants that I have with no kids to <laughs> yeah. neglect. It's perfect. Yeah. But you know, like 
if you want to have seven more power to you, if you want one, that's cool too, I suppose. But I'm I'm happy right here with plants and coffee. Yeah. I got I got a fish now. Yeah, um, there you I go. Can't, can't quite see him, but we got Fillmore, Dwight, and Toby. So Fillmore is a famous koi, uh, not koi fish, uh, beta fish. He, yeah. uh, I know famous. nobody can, yeah, yeah, nobody can see him, but I'm going to describe him. He's a blue beta fish and, uh, he, so Azri had to do some photo shoot for like PetSmart and like DoorDash or something. Who is it? And, uh, oh, Azri, uh, Trevor's, uh, girlfriend. They have a studio and they do like photo shoots together all the time. Right. Um, so they had to do a photo shoot for, DoorDash and like PetSmart or something. I don't know, but they had to do get a fish for it, like in the picture, and yeah. they got this fish, and so we adopted it afterwards. So he's famous because he's probably in an ad somewhere, maybe, or just on the stock photo. How but, cool! Yeah, and then Dwight's the snail because he's actually really good at doing his job. And then we have another sucker fish, but he sucks at sucking, so his name's Toby. Wow, that's a, that's perfect. So I have no kids, but you get to hear about my fish. That, that he does he really <laughs> suck at sucking? Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He just literally sits on the back glass all day. It somehow he's managed to get fat. But hey, yeah, he we just suck, call he's him sucking Toby. something. He is sucking <laughs> something. That is for sure. Uh, wow. Oh, did you say that you had a that was a you have a snail? Yeah, a snail. They just I didn't ever know you could have that in a fish tank. <laughs> I like, didn't either. I feel like they would but, die. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but I was wrong. No, he's like awesome. He'll like climb up the plants, have a bunch of plants in there, like climb up and do like a bunch of backflips going down and stuff. Uh, he probably enjoys it. Yeah, he's the, well, he's the most fun to watch. And apparently they do do that for fun. And then, uh, there's just one video where like when he's sucking the glass, it looks, you see his little mouth open and close. Yeah. And so Jordan always makes sounds to make it sound like it's mouth. And I'll have to see the video. It's really funny. But yeah, yeah. Snails are, snails are actually really cooler than fish. So I usually, snails. I usually like to make myself feel pretty intelligent whenever I do a podcast, at least most of the time. But that is a piece of information that I just don't understand and didn't know that snails <laughs> could do that. We didn't know until he we went to go grab something to clean the glass. And they're like, you can take this little sucker fish. He might not do a lot, but you could go ahead and get a snail. I'm like, do I have to like take him out and put him in? And they're like, no, he just lives underwater. And I was like, oh, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's actually like, oh, where, where is his cage? <laughs> where does he go when he's not here? I was like, well, can't I just go ahead and get two? And they're like, no, they're asexual. They just reproduce. And I'm like, I knew that too. I was just yeah. testing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what if you like i wanted to reproduce twice i don't know <laughs> no apparently you put two like in a tank and it's game over like they can yeah. just start getting going crazy and overwhelming your tank dude who knew? that might be worth it though maybe if you, Anybody like, if you I had don't know. all those bookshelves back there like full of <laughs> snail snail tanks <laughs> if they were good for anything maybe i don't know could do like what are, like the What's it called when you do like the plant growing underwater with fish as the nutrients? It's like aqua fishophonic or something like that. Dude, I, <laughs> I have no idea. That is that is some different shit. I'm sure it is being done, whatever it is, but No, it's a whole thing. Like people talk about it with like different types of like hydro growing and stuff like that. It's oh. you have fish and they like you feed the fish. You don't put any nutrients in the actual like roots of water. You right. just feed the fish, and then the fish shit, and the 
the ship feeds the plants. And it's I guess I guess that actually does make, make sense. That's not that crazy of a concept. It's yeah, like kind of like how na- like natural like fertilizer or like uh, yeah. compost and like shit cow manure yeah, or whatever. Organic. Yeah, that's wow. Organic Poison Podcast. (laughs) It all comes full circle. (laughs) Now that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to find a way to get mushrooms from a a fish's shit. You could probably pull that off. I mean, I'm sure hydroponic (laughs) mushrooms is a thing. I'm I'm sure. And then if if that exists then you have the, What's it called? Aquaculture, I think, maybe? No, that's what you mind fish. I'm trying to look it up, but now it's got Darwin with fish growing feet. That's not what I'm looking for. Oh, um, <laughs> that's where I was trying to take it to. <laughs> that was the conversation. Yeah. Evolution. Oh, my God. Evolution. Speaking, speaking of evolution, uh, Dude, your boy uh, Elon's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah, he's hold on, your boy, your boy. <laughs> and look, hey, I'm only calling. I don't know how much he's your boy these days, but I'm just calling him your boy because if he's not your boy anymore, it makes it even funnier to call him your boy. <laughs> but your boy Elon has been wild in here lately. He uh, he has. I tried to just ignore him, and I don't know. I try to pretend he isn't there, but also like I don't know. He does some cool stuff, and I still like. Every like genius person is a little bit nuts, and I just have to try to accept his just as wild. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. He, uh, I don't, I don't personally have a problem with him, but I'm not that personally invested in him either. You know, what I'm <laughs> saying I, I, he's been really popping this past like year and a half, two years. You know, like there's been a lot of talk about him, especially, you know, I feel like he was brought into like different subcultures you know, separately. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Like how it's like, he's a part of each subculture, but it's like, why it's like, in totally like, different ways. Like, yeah, it's like he's got different accounts on Reddit that he can log in and out of and just be interact as a different person in different areas. It's yeah. So like people who are super nerdy and don't have any, don't care anything about like, uh, any type of political opinion or anything like that. They know of him and they know of him as, cause he's like a, a more or less like a God of tech. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he's also the richest guy in the world. It's like, so it's not like he's just, you know, some dude. He's, you know. He didn't used to be even close to the richest guy in the world. Like, that. that's all so new and wild because he didn't used to be worth that much at all. Right. And I didn't realize he was that high in value, much less, like, in the top however many he's, he's in now. Like, that blew my mind when I found that out recently. I just, because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really keep up with that. Sure. I just always assume that. Old, old Jeffy and Bill are holding up top, but now I don't know what's going to happen with everything with Bill, Bill and Melinda. So who, who uh, knows? <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's incredible that Jeff Bezos and his wife got divorced, and he was still the, <laughs> the second and first rich, richest man in the world. <laughs> ridiculous! She, she got divorced from him and immediately became the richest woman in the world. That was like, it, and it was like, what? Because of the divorce settlement. That he paid, like, okay, no big deal. There was no – uh, Dr. Dre and his ex-wife, I guess now, had been arguing about how much money he was going to pay her for the past 17,000 years. Like, literally on Instagram, that's all I've been seeing for forever. And, like, Jeff Bezos in a week was like, mm, okay, you can have half of my fortune. It's all good. I'll get it back tomorrow. You know, no big deal. Hey, they did. 
Yeah, and he did within a year, not even. He's yeah. I mean, and you know, it's crazy. She apparently divorced him because I guess he was sending dick pics to somebody. And they and people were like, the pictures of him were just the just normal, boring old dude, like <laughs> unflattering, just in, chilling in his house taking pictures. And it's like <laughs> Jeff Bezos got caught up <laughs> like on some just like, wow, you loser. Like you would like, I don't know. It's just funny. It, it humanizes people like that, but it's kind of hard to, you know. and, and back to Elon, like his thing <clears throat> lately, a lot a big conversation is, you know, how he manipulates the crypto market. You know, right. It's obviously not the biggest thing that he could be talking about, but it is pretty a pretty big deal right now, especially for that, you know, it's incredibly volatile. Everybody's on the edge of their seats every single day thinking this is going to get washed away tomorrow or <laughs> I'm going to become a fucking billionaire tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like that's every single day. That's what people are thinking. I, I had to get out of it. It was causing me too much subconscious anxiety. I'd be like, I'm going to just buy some and ignore it. And then all day I'm just like, Oh God, what's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> listen, I have all my Coinbase account. I have a, a handful of like just you know how the, on Coinbase you can watch a couple of videos get some get free. free yeah that's all I've got at this point <laughs> I shift that stuff around and I just put a little bit into each one like two or three dollars into each one of these like uh, the ones that I hear about the most not the mm-hmm. ones that are already fifty thousand or two thousand or whatever but I put it in these other ones because I'm like look. If crypto actually takes off the way it says it does, then there's gonna be a lot more of these coins that are where like Bitcoin is right now. Even mm-hmm. if it's five years from now, that's fifty grand that I didn't have five <laughs> years before. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could, it's not like I can just predict to have fifty grand in the bank and it not be a big deal when I get another one. <laughs> right, know? right. It's I don't know. That's what I was trying to do, and I was just gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna like you know, I had a little bit. So I'm gonna put like a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks here, and I'm just gonna sit and wait. And then all of a sudden, everything like spikes, and I'm like, oh, great, that's good, plans working out. And then everything dropped, and I'm like. Oh God, maybe that was a bad investment. And then I'm yeah. like, I don't know. And then I was just sold it all out because I'm just, my anxiety is too high. But I think I stuck with like, I don't know. I got 200 doge or something like that. That I'm yeah. just, I'll just, I'm, I, it's going to cost me to sell it at this point because mm-hmm. I waited outside of a 30 day window or some crap. So I'm just really pretending it doesn't exist for a while. <laughs> do you have, do you use crypto.com? Uh, yes, for, Something, I guess, maybe just the is it Doge that's on there? Uh, I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. I use I use like three different ones because I yeah, was buying yeah. three different things. Yeah, Doge is on there though. But I was in the same boat. But I had I had originally got Coinbase. When I got Coinbase, I realized you remember I called you that day and I was like, "Look, man, mm-hmm. Elon's going on blah blah blah." But it was a week. Did you end up watching that that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, was, was, it was funny, but it's like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, more more on him in just a second but he uh i'll i'll i downloaded crypto.com because it was the one that i could go on that was easy because i couldn't get on robin hood because mm-hmm. i had already i had told you i got kicked off of robin hood because i didn't pay a dollar balance or something but i did yeah, same I same thing happened to me i should have paid it the <laughs> you know six months before you know <laughs> but uh they did warn me a bunch but I uh and I got a Doge or whatever, and I made money on Doge. And the next morning, this new coin came out. Or what? It, it didn't come out the next morning. I guess it was out already, but it skyrocketed. And it was called Shiba Inu. And my my five hundred dollars turned into twelve hundred dollars. Like 
my, excuse me, my four hundred dollars because I my the Doge crashed from when I invested the <laughs> money. It peaked out like Thursday or Wednesday, and then I should have sold. But I was in my head, I was like, "Oh my god, you know, we got. I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> we have to wait for yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have to wait for Elon." <laughs> And, uh, and I actually, the most I would have made, if it would have gone to a dollar, like everyone said, that's where I was going to sell it at. And I would have only made a thousand dollars plus my initial investment. So, you know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't buy in stupid early, but at the time, my whole point was to make, to come up off of a thousand dollars. You know, I was like, I'm going to just get a thousand bucks. Well, I took all of my Doge money and put it in Shiba Inu. And within like four or five hours, my money had gone up from $400 to twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> so, but I didn't sell it. What I ended up, what I ended up doing, <laughs> of, course. Well, of course, yeah. What I ended up doing was waiting, and of course, the next day it was still way higher than it was. I had a good bit more money, so what I did was I just took out my initial investment and played. I've kept the other money in and played with it ever since. Mm-hmm. Basically, to, for my wife's peace of mind, because <laughs> by, by now, if if it would have went for twelve hundred, I'd have left all that money in there. I'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> because, it's, because it's not even—I mean, it's a third, it's a third of what it was at right now. Right, and it just went back up from the past like three three weeks. So I've been sitting here just like looking at this money, like, "Man, I'm so glad I took that money out." I uh, I I bought into some GameStop and some AMC like right at peak time because I'm just that's what I do for some reason when I'm like okay I'm gonna do it it's literally at the peak and you sold it and oh, oh I, got you. <laughs> I just bought it at the highest point then it just dropped and then I sat on it forever and then like one day like within the same week at two different times they like went up at the exact same point I think I made fifty cents I'm like I just I want it out I got exactly the money I put in. Yeah, and I was like, I just wanted to get out of it because it was stressing me out. And now, was this like the the last time it was going around, or was this recently? The uh, time before, like I got out like I, three weeks ago or so. Okay. Whenever, like I didn't I didn't buy it like the biggest, and then I don't know, but I got out at even. So that's all. I was yeah, it's, it's been it's been going pretty hard lately. I got a buddy who's got some money in it, and he was like, "Dude, I don't understand this." Like, <laughs> he's like, "I've already like quadrupled my money." But he bought in kind of late too. I mean, he hasn't had it since the beginning or anything. Like, but he's like, mm-hmm. they're saying that this could go, go like ungodly high because of the fact that they're having to look, basically they're burning, uh, <laughs> stocks that don't exist. You know, it's like these, all these short sellers and they're having these things and the money's going up. And I don't know. It's just weird and hard to understand, but this, there's no way that it's going to just plummet back down unless everybody sells their stuff and yeah. people are hoarding these stocks <laughs> like they're like there's some online exchanges that just don't have like the stocks to sell people anymore they don't have the access to it yeah just kind of weird it's wild it's yeah. a weird thing but hey I, I hope everybody gets rich you know share the love when you do i guess but i hope everyone that's invested gets rich because it's not yeah. not like i can't do it for myself but yeah God, godspeed to all you can <laughs> Yeah, there's there's people spending spending their uh their Doge money and their crypto money like people who have just like 
they'll buy they'll buy like billboards in like Times Square and shit. <laughs> it's like it's like for like uh Dogecoin or something. It's like, hey, I I scheduled for this day and then you'll see on Reddit where these guys are posting <laughs> pictures of the shit. They're like, look, we were and it's like in New York, there's like nobody walking around Times Square like talking about. So I imagine that <laughs> people are selling the billboard slots for stupid cheap. And if you just yeah. came up twenty, thirty grand, you could get thirty seconds on a billboard in Times Square a bit. <laughs> no problem. Just show up. Oh man. But yeah, I, w- I personally, I don't, I don't really have a problem with, uh, Elon. I just think that he, uh, he does some things, but it, it, then again, he, he really, he's just seemed to prove himself already with the exception of some piss poor moves in the past couple of months. Like he seemed to always kind of seem like the guy who was for the people, you know what I'm saying? Or for people, like not as a, not for the people. That sounds, it has too much of a, a connotation about it, but like he just seemed like he cares about people who don't have money. Like mm-hmm. he's obviously concerned about making money himself, but like he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a Jeff Bezos. Like Jeff he, Bezos doesn't, Jeff Bezos, even Bill Gates, like Bill Gates supposedly cares about people. And I'm not just trying to sound like a, a dick, but <laughs> he just, he really don't seem like he gives that much of a, well, how do you keep getting that fucking rich? If you apparently, which I guess the same thing applies for Elon Musk, but <laughs> yeah, he got, he got rich way quicker than both of them too. Yeah. That was, that's, that's wild. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have always thought of him as more of a, like, I don't know, not as huge of a capitalist, but like, he's always been like a self-professed capitalist in a way, but in the same yeah. sense, like not, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Who, would he, who would he be? To say, tell. Who would he be to say he was something other than that? Though? You know what <laughs> yeah, I, mean? I guess like, <laughs> I, I am a hundred percent pro socialist, you know, like, you know, with our, like a mild, capitalist mindset it's like no dude like you're the richest guy in the world it doesn't work like that you should have done giving away a good bit of that by now which i'm sure he has given away money but maybe i don't know i hadn't really thought about it because again i just recently realized that he was as rich as he is i thought he was still way lower on that totem pole yeah and to be fair i mean i guess it really doesn't matter (laughs) it's like what does it matter to me that any of those guys are rich (laughs) yeah i mean you know they're 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 not gonna pay taxes or do anything anyway. Just just I'm yeah. just gonna pretend they don't exist. <laughs> Keep yeah. hoarding hoarding your money. Like just imagine like the dragons and the the Hobbit just with all the yeah. gold. Yeah. Just, all right, guys. Yeah, you you do that. I'm gonna go. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go throw a football or something. You know. I'm, I'm gonna go spend some money so you can have more. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really I'm really waiting for the the used market of the Teslas to start popping <laughs> because I would like to invest into that uh, industry. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, you know. You, 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 something I wanted to get, talk about on here when I had you on here is, uh, you've pretty much had a job for like most of your life, right? Mm-hmm. At, the, at this point, probably the, at the, at least 51% of your life. I think, I think I got my first job at like, fifth, I think I was about to turn 16, 15, and somehow I was able to work it because I didn't even have a driver's license yet. And I started working at Taco Del Mar. So, and I'm 30 now. So let's say I got it at 16, even I'm almost at the halfway point. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you managed to, you managed to keep a job. And at some point while you had a job, you also got your GED, correct? You did not technically graduate from school. Yeah. No, didn't do that at all. I guess, I don't know. I mean, every, 
we kind of did some school stuff at home, but uh, yeah, I got my GED when I was maybe 17, I think. And just, uh, I felt that was good enough at the time yeah. for me. It's just, it's funny because it was like you were working before you even got it. And it was like, which I mean, obviously you can get a job before you, you know, whatever, but it's just funny to me to think it's like, Oh, well, I guess I'll go get this. And then, I mean, what can I do now? Like that I'm not, that can't already do, but obviously you get older and you realize you probably need one of those, I guess. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever asked to see your GED? No, I mean, I couldn't show it to anyone if they did. I don't know where it is or how it exists. I don't even know that I ever have seen it physically. Like I think I got like an email to result of something, but I don't know. Uh, no, no one's ever asked. I just wanted to take it just to make sure that I wasn't an idiot, I guess. But right. I well, did, I mean, I did good. Yeah, it, it was, it was like technically, especially at the time, it was the next thing to do, you know, get your GED. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I got mine, but I was, I was started college the next semester and yeah. you know how that went, but <laughs> there's uh, been like 10 different times that I was like, I'm going to start school. And so like, and I liked the idea of higher education. I would love to do it at some point. I just never did, never made it around to it. Right. And like, so I'm glad that I've got it in case I ever do want to go do that. I even took the, um, one of those other tests that you get a number score on. Uh, is that the one that you get like a 21 or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. So I, I did that and I scored. It doesn't have, it doesn't have like the, it doesn't even go to 40. I don't think. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah, take I think, it. So <laughs> I, I took it one time. So I think I'm going to go to school and then I never did, but I scored okay on it. And it's a constant like, okay, well, you're not an idiot. And then I keep like, you know, getting different jobs and moving up. So well, so, sure. you never, you never actually like was like, damn, I've got to go, you know, get these classes of, you know, formal education. Right. Yeah. I haven't needed them yet. It would be nice at this point as like a, a luxury, but I just, now I don't really have the time to do it. <laughs> right. And, and and that was what I was going to say is like somehow, you know, you've, you've managed to, and I'm not trying to say this. I mean, obviously you've had, you know, good, bad and everything in between kind of experiences in your life. But like, as far as like, uh, like you weren't like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it wasn't like you were like, uh, well, I don't know. You might've been homeless at some point. I'm pretty sure you probably had a couch <laughs> surf, but it's like, uh, you weren't like living in a dumpster, like having to shower, like at a, in a, you know, the back of a, uh, you know, Mexican restaurants, water, <laughs> like to get to work or anything like that. But I'm sorry, the whole point of why I was saying that, but you didn't have like a formal education. You just, you worked, you know, you, you did whatever. And then you ended up getting jobs and, you know, you had yeah. like places to live and stuff. I'm just saying like you school dropout, you ran away to California and, you know, <laughs> what, nothing like that. Yeah, no, I just always worked. I mean, a lot of people helped me out, like not like in a charity way, like but sure. I like, did crash on a lot of couches and stuff like that. But I always tried to pull my weight in some way. And I've always had a job. Since, um, usually in most cases, between two and three jobs, sometimes up to four jobs, um, like at a time to, to like maintain, to like stay on top of it. Like I didn't want to, I don't know. I feel, I, I feel like I'm the, I'm not a fan of the idea of like the American dream that if you work hard, you're going to make it. Cause sometimes I just don't work. Like I don't, I, I, I call bullshit on that sometimes, Right. but like I am the perfect example of that. Like I did just work hard and I, I have like done well, but right. I, I hate it almost. Cause it's like, I, I don't want to be the person that says that's the thing. Yeah. Cause that's not always the case. Like I'm also like a, 
straight, white, cisgender dude <laughs> with all those privileges automatically built in. So I'll acknowledge that, that that's a imagine, lot of imagine everything, a benefit. <laughs> everything you just said, including the American dream thing, all, <laughs> Hey, I am the American dream, but I don't want you to think of that. <laughs> It's like, but then you say white cisgender male middle age, and you put that as your Instagram bio. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that would. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like I don't know, because I, like I said, I don't I don't believe in that idea that anybody can just show up, work hard, and make it. I feel like there's a lot of people that are always going to be stacked against. Right. But like, I don't know. I guess maybe straight white cisgender American born people can. Maybe sometimes so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that's the American dream, then maybe sometimes it's sometimes works. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it's not necessarily the exception. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be more almost standard, I guess, possibilities yeah. more commonly, but yeah, it's yeah. either way. I mean, either way it is, uh, it's interesting to me because Lately, there's been a conversation, and I say there's been a conversation. I don't really know that there's a conversation. Something that I've thought about from hearing all kinds of other people talk about things regarding it. I think to myself, almost even with college, like, you know, why the fuck don't people just stop going to school? You know what I'm saying? Like, because, okay, look, you've got both sides to look at, okay? Especially when it gets into higher education like college. Mm Mm-hmm. There's half the country, the students that are like, you know, not half the country, I'm sure. This is only probably in a specific number of schools. But but everybody has somebody in their school where they're like, I don't want to fucking pay my uh, student loans, mm. whether it be alumni or students or whoever it may be. I don't want to pay my student loans. I would like for the government to wipe them clean so we can not have debt or, you know, whatever that, that argument is, mm-hmm. which – Sounds great, I guess, on paper, but it's like, but then you've got the uh, another portion of people that are like, I'm not fucking sending my kids to half of the universities because they've been consumed by, you know, this rhetoric or that rhetoric. And I don't want to take, send my kids to that school. It's like, well, if there's enough people that just complete, how about motherfuckers just stop going to college? Because I feel like at some point it ends up being like the same thing as like a, a business. Like if people just, I'm not saying that they should do it in rebel of that. I'm just saying, it works out for other people. Like, it's like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there are a handful of people that are like, Hey, I'm not going to college. It's like, okay, well, fine. We'll hire you anyway, because you have a specific knowledge in this or this, like that you didn't have to go to college for. And I, like, I know you're not the exception, but I'm just saying like in the broad scheme of things, a scenario like that might be the exception. There's obviously a lot of people who don't do not continue their education past eighth grade and you know they fuck off and they find themselves in a a hole whether they dug it themselves or not you know what i'm saying but there are people who do drop out and that's not the case i i think that's a valid argument for people who go to school just to like go to school like just to go to school to get a job like the thing like i like i don't know there's so many people that go to school just because they're supposed to go to school and then they're supposed to get a job after they go to school. And that's where the like waste comes in. Like if everybody went to school for stuff they want to do, which I believe a lot of people are going to school for stuff they want to do. That's when it sucks that it's like, well, I would really like to do this. I'm very passionate, interested in learning this specific thing. And this is what I want to do with my life. And I think I can better the world or at least myself, like even selfishly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let me do that. And then it's like, okay, you can do that if you sell us your soul. 
and then it's like they're stuck with it so it's i don't know like i have friends that have gone to school and they collected a crap ton of student debt didn't end up working out by the time they were out of school it's what they really wanted to do but then it was just like now they're stuck with all this debt and it's just I don't know. It's a lot of money and it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way anywhere else. But right. I, I think that the argument that you're making, like if it was almost like a people just went on strike about like people who didn't want to go to school, like if you don't want to go to school, like you're just going to school just to go, like just stop going and people are going to have to give you jobs and you're going to have to get jobs. And it's going to like, and I don't think that companies should be requiring like certain level educations anyway. Like obviously I want a doctor to be, have an education, you know, like right. that's a whole different level. But Right. Well, I mean, I would even say like stuff like that, obviously, you know, Hey, if you really want to go through the trouble of becoming a doctor, I can assure you, you'll, you'll probably, I don't think there are very many doctors that are out of a job unless they did something <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like most doctors can, can keep work, but that's different. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm more thinking about, I mean, there's hundreds, I guess, of other different degrees you can get <laughs> stuff in, but like a lot of them, it's like, I don't know, like what the hell? Like, you know, I think a, a lot of times what I think about is like how there's the, this is just an example, but it's like mm-hmm. you have the oil field and it's like, you've got this guy who's worked out there for 10 years, or you've got this kid that went to school for two years and they get paid the same. And they went to school. Like, just like this guy put in so many, I'm, obviously I know you can't pay a, a, you know, just a regular dude that just came in to clean the fucking decks, you know, 200 grand a year, you know Mm. what I'm saying? But it's like in the same breath, it's like, why does this guy have to work for 10 years? You know, this kid went to college. Oh, Mm -hmm. I got to plug my laptop. Mm -hmm. This kid went to college for two years. So it's like, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, well, fuck, I guess if you you really want to do that, then, and you, if you're going to stick with it, I guess you could go to college for two years and go work in the oil field doing something that, you know, they could have actually taken one of their current employees and probably taught him the shit that they're, you know, that they taught you or whatever and just been fine. But well, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like change recently in the way that that, that stuff is done anyway. Even like where I work, like when I got hired, it said that my job required a, uh, I think at least a bachelor's degree in something. I don't remember, but it was something specific. And I was like, I don't have that. But short, I think it was right after I got hired, they changed it all to like, or equivalent experience. Right. And like, that's what I think the biggest thing there is like, but so the way I explain it, so I used to work at a school Yeah. and my background was I worked at some retail, some food service. And then I worked at Apple and I like sold stuff there and worked on stuff. And then because of that, I ended up working eventually like as a technician at a school for doing stuff and moved up there and became like the lead technician there and kind of lucked my way into that. I mean, I was interested in it. It was something I liked and that's something I pursued, but I lucked my way into it. And then like, you know, I started out pretty low pay, worked my way up to an okay amount. And people are like, well, why would I go to school for that for two years? And I was like, well, I worked for six years if you went to school for two, you could just show up here and start making that money. And like, it does suck for me. Cause it's like, if I would have went to school and then I could have showed up here and started making that money, I'd already have like an advantage of like four or five years from there. Right. And it's just like, it's, it is very frustrating because just cause I don't have a piece of paper, but have more experience. Like that's a thing. But luckily a lot of places are changing that. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, to me that, and you know, I'm, I'm being probably hyper aggressive about the whole 
<clears throat> you know, fuck school. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that, I guess I'm being dramatic, but it, to me, I just think to myself, I'm like, man, I don't understand why people like do, I, I almost want to bet that there's like a massive number of less people across the country, like nationally that didn't go back to college this year. Like, oh, I'm sure there's a lot less. Like, because they've been out there, like, they, because so many people have been going out and getting degrees, coming out, not getting jobs with them, or like, trying to work with those and then like making crap money and being considered like an essential employee during like the worst times of everyone's lives. Yeah. And it's like, I went to school to become an essential worker and make garbage money. Like what the hell? And so people are like, screw this. And that's why like so many people are quitting their jobs and doing totally different career paths after all this. Cause yeah. they just, they were forced into having to figure something else out. And they just realized that, I'm worth more than whatever that was paying me or whatever that was worth. You know, at least I'm treated right. better here or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good point too. I mean, and you know, and that it is pretty crazy when you think about people going and shifting. Cause if you think about, even if it's just a portion of the country that does that, I mean, a portion, a, a bigger portion, but a portion of the country works. Another portion of the country, you know, or a portion of that all shifts their jobs and changes their jobs or leaves the mark or leaves the, you know, whatever industry and goes and does something else. And then not to mention on top of that, it's like a bunch of people moved over the past year. Mm -hmm. A lot of people left like different States and moved to different States. Apparently Texas and Florida are like buck wild. Well, I mean, apparently Florida is buck wild, but Florida's kind of always been buck wild. Yeah. Florida's its own thing. They don't think they really care for the governor down there. So a lot of people are like pointing out how buck wild they are. But like, I think Florida's just been kind of like a different, uh, different place for a while. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's something. I get, uh, speaking, we can continue where we were, but speaking of Florida it reminded me of this and it, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I get to go on my first like work trip, uh, next month. I'm going down to Savannah, Georgia. Uh, so I hadn't, I hadn't been down south except like just home and back like real quick, but I haven't been back. So it'll be interesting to go somewhere like now that things have calmed down and see what it's like in somewhere like Savannah. I don't know. I'm going for a yeah, what, what a random place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be there for a few days and then I'm going to go, uh, hang out with Justin for a couple of days in Atlanta. Yeah. And I have, uh, season passes to Six Flags here. Yeah. And it's like this membership thing. And so it's good at all the Six Flags. And oh. so we're going to go to Six Flags in Georgia while I'm down there because he got some for his birthday or something. So that's awesome. You know, win, how, win. Do you, how do you get passes for Six Flags? I know you didn't go buy that. Uh, no, I did actually, but they're really oh. cheap. Like uh, the oh. membership pass ends up being like 70 bucks, I think. And <laughs> like that's it. It is all year parking included and then like 20% off all the food and drinks and stuff. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah. cause it's I, from us, it's only a, 40 minute drive maybe yeah. um so uh, the first time we went was a nightmare uh because it was like one of the first <laughs> warm saturdays and it was awful and we were there like five hours and only rode like three rides or something oh, yeah, um the rides were quality though like they had the it used to be some record holder i guess every roller coaster has a record of some sort but like it's a big like one of the longest wooden roller coasters I've ever rode that thing was incredible. But anyway, I'm on a rant about Six Flags now. So hey, I mean, I digress. I, I haven't been to Six Flags since that time, uh, we went to St. Louis or we, we went to Cornerstone. Then we went to oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have, think, I have been since then because we went to, uh, we went to Birmingham, uh, and then we went to Atlanta, like on a family trip. 
because Laney and Tyler were with us. We didn't saw Gideon in Birmingham. That's right. Yeah, and then we went to Six Flags. And I think that's probably the last one I went to. Yeah, that was the last one. I went. That shit was fun. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I, the other day, ironically enough, this is actually a great segue. <laughs> uh, the other day, I was, uh, I guess somebody had posted something on Facebook. You know, there's always something stupid. They ask a dumb question, but sometimes there's good ones. And this was a good one. And it was asking, like, what bands have you seen the most live? You know, like, what band have you seen the most, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got to think, of course, Fight to Die and Shaken are always at the top of the list. But third, to me, is usually before there is Rosalind or FBS, because I did see all four of those bands the most. And the mm-hmm. main reason why is because I've played shows with all of those bands, either being in it or actually watching them a shitload of times before I was in either of the bands. But then... <laughs> We tour, I went on tour several times with Fight to Die with y'all with mm-hmm. FBS. And not to mention, I saw them in Mississippi several times as well. But it was the same scenario with Before There's Roslyn. But I had also seen them a shitload of times and I played a lot of shows with them. But after that, it ended up being like, I was like, I'm trying to, I was trying to remember how many times I had seen Gideon. I knew I had seen, uh, I had seen a plea for purging a shitload of times. You know, yeah. like, I mean, there might be some other local band that, like, I saw a bunch of times that would be more than a plea for purging, but I'm pretty sure I saw a plea for purging played nine times. If, yeah. if I include multiple sets at Cornerstone. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think of what mine would be. Like, if we're not talking about bands that, like, I was working for or something, if we discounted that. Hey, then, I was about um, to say, if, if you, it, I, knowing all the bands you see, it's, it would be a pretty cool record to have at the top of your list if you said like For Today and, uh, Gideon. It's like, yeah, like, hey, I saw them more than anybody. Definitely those, those are definitely the two I have seen the most. Um, because there was one tour that I worked for Gideon that overlapped with For Today and that was a long tour. So I saw oh, both of them every single night. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Outside of that, though, I'm trying to. I always think bands that I have driven, driven out of my way to intentionally see that I had nothing to do with the show. Yeah. Ironically, I think the pers- the band that has the highest right now is really only four times. Um, but it's Azalea Die. I do it. I when you said four like, times. I think four times. But uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and Sleep are both at three times right now. Yeah. So they're both almost caught up, and then I can at least knock Timlin Visas down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. But okay. yeah, so and I hope that my show count will actually start to increase this year now that I'm up here and like things are getting yeah, back to normal. That sucks, man. No good shows. Yeah, I've been able to get, you know tours or nothing probably. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, and there's been a couple that announced like Idols announced up here and it just sold out immediately, and then like John Moreland announced and it sold out immediately. And I'm not on social media, so I miss all of it. And it's like, oh, that was that would have been cool. I, yeah. Oh, it sold out last week. Oh, okay. So you can buy a ticket for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, go stand in like a hallway somewhere to watch this band play. <laughs> I have I have gone to two Cubs games though, so that's cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I I think we saw we saw Asley dying together. I know we saw him together at Cornerstone the second time you saw him at Cornerstone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I saw them like two times there, I think. Yeah, I've seen. I, maybe I've seen them five times. 
I've seen him at Cornerstone twice, New Orleans once, Jackson once. No, I think that might be it for me, actually. Let's see. Yeah, see, I saw him. I saw him in New Orleans twice. I saw him at the. House yeah, of I only Blues. saw him in House of Blues once. Yeah, and because uh, yeah, the first time I went and saw him, they were playing with Haste today, All That Remains, and Through the Eyes of the Dead. <laughs> and Through the Eyes of the Dead did not fit in. <laughs> I must say, a little, but a little uh, separate there. Yeah, they played uh, first, as you could imagine. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, I remember because we went and saw them like literally like two days apart or we went and saw them at Cornerstone drove home and two days later their next show or whatever was in New Orleans yeah yeah that was crazy I remember it was like but man it was cool to see them in New Orleans because Norma Jean played too I remember that was a big deal for me because I had never seen them before I don't think I've seen them since but uh still put on a surprisingly really good show last time I saw I was I was impressed. <laughs> that was the one you took those pictures of or at? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, – Oh, well, you've was, probably taken several different pictures. Yeah, but there was this one really cool, like, boomerang-looking photo where the lights were flashing their names that I really liked. But uh, that was in Baton Rouge, I think, maybe. And it was um, Norma Jean and He is Legend. And that was a really both, – both bands did put on a great show. Yeah. So – I would love to see his legend, but apparently they don't play any of the songs that uh, I like the most. I like those they, first they, those first two albums a lot. They played a couple of them when I saw them, uh, so but I don't think they do it anymore. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that definitely uh, definitely were the shit. So okay, well, look, I know you're pretty far removed from your uh, heavy musician days, but if you could try to think think back to mm-hmm. a time. I want to know if you can remember your favorite show that you played and your favorite show that you didn't play. Favorite show like I've attended and favorite show that I've played? Yes. Uh, you don't have to say you don't have to say Lil Wayne, by the way. <laughs> I know uh, it was the best concert in the world, but you don't have to say that, it. That one was great. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that counts as like a a show. I don't know. It depends on what level you want. I count it all the same. I would count uh, as an experience. Yeah. <laughs> he had a fucking flamethrower. So I don't <laughs> mine's gonna be new shows actually as far as attended. It's either gonna be I think it's gonna be the second time I saw King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. It was at um it was somewhere in New Orleans. I was at some, uh, some random venue in New Orleans is normally like an EDM venue or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, that was the favorite show I've attended. I think that's it. And, uh, which is wild. Um, yeah. but, hey, well, that's cool though, I guess. Yeah. Played. I don't know. Uh, ponder on it for a second because I, I do want to elaborate on the fact that whatever that was you sent me the other night, that was some different shit. That was like, are you sent? You didn't send it to me the other night. You sent it to me the other morning, and I listened to it when I got home and went to go take a shit. Oh, the the new King Giz, the, yes. the uh, yeah, Butterfly Three Thousand, or yeah. the I sent you Catching Smoke. Yeah, yes. it's it's something. Um, I'm trying to think, favorite show that I've played, probably like any Cornerstone show, really, like just because it's such a big thing. Like that yeah. was always really fun. I don't know. I I don't want to. I don't think I played any like crazy shows. Yeah, I don't, that would be probably the most memorable or enjoyable one. 
It's like I, I always think about like the the when y'all were here, which I wouldn't think this would be like the uh, at all your favorite show to have played. But <laughs> yeah, I think about that show like when you told me you were in California somewhere and all those hardcore dudes were like beating the fuck out of a church and or something like they were like tearing up the walls and stuff. Yeah, that was that was something. It was uh, us thick as blood and recon. Uh, and how the hell like, were y'all on that show? Because we were, oh, we were talking about choices made, and somehow uh, we ended up. And Ruiner was on it too, which was sick. Ruiner type. Um, but the there was like uh, mosh gangs. I don't know. There's probably a different word to use. That makes me sound really dumb. Yeah. But there were like crews of people, and like they were beefing with each other at the show, and ended up like ripping the wall down at this <laughs> like youth room or something like that. It was in a church. And it was like a huge church. And then like the youth pastor like got up there and like tried to like just calm them down nicely. And they just like beat the crap out of them. And like we stick our head in the door and like the youth pastors like laid up on like the broken wall, like with his face busted. And we're like, oh my God. And then like <laughs> the cops started showing up with like the big shields. Like they weren't being aggressive or anything yet. But they were just like, what is going on? And we're just like, all right, we're done. We're, we're out of here. I think we ended up just dipping out without pay or anything and just leaving. Oh my gosh. I would have too. I'd be like, man, it's going to cost more money to get out of jail or fix (laughs) my teeth after this shit. And, you know, uh, 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 Josh Dan was with us too. And he was like, no, we're we're out. We're going. We're getting. (laughs) He was Uh, was like, we're not staying around. Oh my God. He had to pull out that blicky. It had been like, I'm not even (laughs) supposed to have this in California. No, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I always think about that story just because of the fact it's like you think about how like wild it gets. It always starts out like we like watching a video or something and seeing like somebody like uh, moshing, if you will. And the, and then I get, then I immediately think of the Whitechapel show because uh, yeah. I remember that like opened up my eyes. And honestly, it changed it changed this like the dancing scene for like the people that were there like those people were never the same at shows anymore they were like fuck if we can if these guys can like punch girls like in the face they're like we can do whatever we want like they might not have ever been as wild as them people at the white chapel show or like how people used to get in baton rouge it's like but but they were pretty they would get pretty uh rowdy but I, but yeah. then it goes from the Whitechapel show to immediately to that story of y- y'all. Like, I don't know. I always just think about like how crazy it was. Well, the very next show. After, yeah. The very next show after that, ironically ended up also being one of the most memorable shows of all time that to play, not because we played, but we played with a band called Ruiner, which I love Ruiner. And it was a house show. Um, and, the like the kit and everything was set up in the living room yeah. and the living room was connected to the kitchen. The kitchen was connected to like a dining room, which was connected to a hallway, which had a window looking into the kitchen, which connected back to that living room. Yeah. So there was a circle through the whole thing with a window between the kitchen and the hallway. Basically what's happening. Yeah. And the show started and people are just like, running through the whole house like circle pitting and like jumping through that window through the kitchen like off the sink through this little island window on top of people and it just was insane in this house and like somebody went like kicked open the door to one of the bedrooms and like grabbed the mattress and the mattress is like this twin mattress is going in a circle around the whole house with people on top of it and stuff it was nuts it was so crazy 
Dude, that's amazing. Can you imagine the landlord the next day? <laughs> oh my gosh. They also they borrowed my bass cab at that show and the next day my tweeter speaker was blown, <laughs> which was kind of a bummer, but you know, whatever, it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth the experience. That tweeter was out for a while too. I remember <laughs> Yeah, it was it always made that loud clicky sound if I went too high. And it yeah. was because of that show. That's crazy. Definitely worth it though, I can imagine. Yeah, good good memory. Yeah, I punched a preacher once. I feel like you've heard that story. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one for sure. Yeah, that was crazy. I was we were in uh we were in Homa, Louisiana. This is when I played in band shaking. Uh, any any long term listeners on this show have heard me crack self deprecating jokes about being shaken. But uh, yeah, we we went down. And we were playing with uh before there was Rosalind and uh, man, uh, onward to Olympus. <laughs> And uh whatever Daniel and Hunter's old band's name was, I don't remember what it was called. They were heavy uh, as shit though. They were on tour with Before There's Roslin. The Advocate. Oh, yes. Uh, that one. They were uh they were at, played that show too. So it was all th- those four bands. It's Onward to Olympus, Before There's Roslin, Shaken. You could tell people were just doing us a favor on tour with an ad an advocate. We weren't on tour with them. We were just doing that night, the night before. And I think we played in, I think we actually played in Jackson with them the night before too. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant <laughs> because the, 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 the promoter, which was also, I guess, apparently a preacher as well. You know how that goes. I mean, he, he, he had like a Christ saves or something on the back of his neck. He was greased up. He had his affliction shirt on, like nice. hair spiked up. You know, he had like very, you know how like there's certain people and they get they have plugs, but they don't really have plugs. Like they've got like really small tunnels, like smaller, <laughs> smaller than like a uh, it's like a toothpick almost, but it's a tunnel. You know, those, what I'm those stir those stir straws for your coffee. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, come <laughs> on, brother, like what are you doing here? Like, and he, he was a chode, like he was mondo chode. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what ended up happening was like we played and you know the show went on and. After the show was over, you know, everybody had a good time. The promoter was that he was a sketch master, you know, like just a chode. And uh, he definitely spends more time in the gym than he does with his wife, like hands down. Like that's the kind of guy he was. But, I mean, to be fair, like if the guy pulled up on you and was wanting to like fuck you up, like you would be kind of nervous. You know what I'm saying? At first. Oh, my God, this guy like might mollywop my ass. But uh, anyway, so the show's over. Dakota Rhymes is on the other side of the building. This is this is going to matter later, but Dakota Rhymes is on the other side of the building, and he's with helping uh, Daniel and uh, you know all of them load up their shit or whatever. Because he was our roadie, I guess, but we had already loaded our stuff up because, of course, we didn't headline that show. <laughs> but Surprise. Uh, yeah, but well, then we ended up, you know, going to talk to this guy because we kept trying to talk to him about getting our money. And he kept being like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got y'all. Give me just a few minutes. Well, mm-hmm. he came outside and when he came outside, like Dean Harrod walked up to him and was like, Hey man, you know, like we're, we're trying to get, the, get on out of here and we, you know, we need to get paid. He blows up and like loses his shit on Dean. Like, like just goes just for nuts. no reason. Yeah. Yeah, so James Harrod like uh, immediately kind of just gets in the way, and he's like, "Well, dude, like you don't talk to people that way." Da 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 da. And this dude goes back inside. 
you know, James Harrod, Dean was a little bit more timid than James. James was, would take it there if he wanted to take it there. But it was one of those kind of, th- also he was yelling at his brother like he was a bitch. So it's just one of those <laughs> kind of things. And, uh, he went inside and then we were just kind of, like, we said, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We're like, it's not, this is not worth it. This guy is like clearly just uninterested in paying us, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it blew. And he was, it's not that serious. Let's just yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Like, we're going to go around to the other side and holler at the guys as opposed to going through this building. Well, we're all walking back that way and are walking back to the back of the building to go around to the other side. And this dude comes running out of the building with his his 16-year-old son, uh, some woman, like some woman, like I don't know who she was. She was a short, stubby woman. And <laughs> and this dude that was like – I couldn't tell you who he was built like. But like he just he just was a a, a a old pokey looking dude and he was missing a leg. He had like <laughs> it, he had a prosthetic leg, but it wasn't like state of the art at all. Like it could have damn near we called him Petey the Pirate because after once we told this story a million times, we called him Petey the Pirate because we we're like he's got a peg leg. Uh he didn't only, it, only acceptable because he turned out to be an asshole. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then it was then it was Macho Meathead. And Macho Mijia was a preacher man. Well, he come. They come out yelling at us. You know what I'm saying? We're walking to, away, but he comes mm-hmm. out yelling at us. I, so I guess he went back inside to get his people, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and this was his crew that he was going to come out here and like, oh, well, I'm about to walk here and whip these boys' asses. You know, talking very, 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 very Homa, like Homa, <laughs> Louisiana. A All these boys. year old in the picture. Yeah, and and a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this dude, like gets in everybody's face or whatever. Like, and he, he ends up punching Tommy because Tommy and James are like, and Tom, anybody who knows Tommy, Tommy is the coolest dude on the planet. Like I, he, I, re- I listen to Spotify all day and I see Tommy show up all the time with my little feed on the side. Yeah. He's always listening to good music. And a lot of times I'll be like, Jake, I want to listen to Tommy. To <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, but still, even to the point, Tommy's a cool ass dude. He always has been, and he especially was back then. I mean, I say that because I f- was frequently hanging out with him, obviously. But, uh, and this dude just steals off on Tommy for no reason. <laughs> Tommy did nothing to him or anybody. And this is like, what the hell? So I, at that point, I pick up pace and haul ass. At the time, I'm probably about 20 yards away from him when he mm-hmm. punches Tommy. When, when he punches Tommy, he like gets somebody, I think. He, he gets shoved like James Harrod shoves him. And as soon as James Harrod shoves him, he backs in and he, this is, or his head is right here and I'm right here. And on the other side of him is a pillar, like a big ass pillar attached <laughs> to the building. And I jump and I crow hop him. I'm running and I crow hop him. This is the hardest I've ever punched anybody. I've only punched a handful of people in my life. This was the hardest without a shadow of a doubt I've ever punched someone. And it was purely adrenaline because if I gave it like 10 seconds, there's no way I would have hit him. <laughs> and I punched him and his head bounced off the side of that pillar. And I'm thinking to myself like, Oh, and he goes, you've just fucking hit me. And I said, you hit him <laughs> <laughs> like, like in a gasp of like, please don't hurt me. I mean, I didn't say that, but I was just like, you just hit him. Like what was I supposed to do? And then Matthew Causey, like that's the funniest part is you just see Matthew Causey. And if you, if you know how lanky and long Matthew Causey, is, he just swang as hard as he could and just – I'm talking about just missed the guy. Just like <laughs> – and almost goes in a full circle. But it didn't matter at that point because 
Like everybody, his little, his son was like trying like, dad, dad, stop, dad. Like he was trying to get his, <laughs> like, and it's like, oh my God. Like, you mean they're not even in on this with you? Like they're not even going to try to help fight <laughs> the PD, the peg leg was like trying to break it up. And he was trying to keep James from whipping that dude's ass. It was crazy. And then of course, like around the corner comes Dakota, Daniel McCorder and this guy named West that used to travel before there was Rosalind. And they're like hauling ass. And I'm, at this point, like I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, he's going to die. I was like, <laughs> and then all the other bands come around. I guess Dakota had come around the corner and like went and got all their attention. It was like, yo, they're fighting. And all it felt, it was, it, it was like a movie moment in hindsight. <laughs> but at the time I was just thinking like, this is fucking nuts. I was like, this is, I can't believe this is happening. Like not in a good way. Like now it's right. a good way, but back then, man, but it was, we had like our movie moment of redemption. Cause I mean, <laughs> I'm, me and the shaking guys, not fighters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if this did go south, we like thank God there's a bunch of them because we could not have taken on these guys by ourselves. But then all of them came around the corner, and uh, that was nuts. And then that night, they called the police. Like, Tommy was like, "I want to file a police report. This dude just assaulted me for no reason. Like, this was like crazy shit." And the dude like like went inside and was like, "I'm gonna call. I'm gonna get you." all arrested if any of you come back in this building and like all this happened the cops show up you know they they send like five police officers over here (laughs) now mind you there's like 20 of us standing in the parking lot that all look like we are not from homo you know what i'm saying (laughs) like and that night everybody said that they were like basically if tommy tries to press charges the rest of us would have to go to jail and everybody out there was like uh we'll go sit in jail for the night Ain't none of us got anything to do until tomorrow, which would have been absolutely hilarious to have went to jail with all of those people. I'm just saying, like, if I, this story is pretty awesome, but it would have been a thousand times cooler to be like, we all went to jail. But Tommy was like, fuck it. I'm not pressing charges then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing that because it's not. by the time the cops got there, it was like he got punched. And it's like, what does he look like? You know, being 25, 26 and being like, I'm going to press charges because I got punched. You know, it's like, fuck, yeah. fuck this dude. We know for a fact that he's mm-hmm. about to get blacklisted by half of, you know, any of the management companies <laughs> that could possibly, he could possibly book through. And he really, <laughs> I don't think he booked any more shows at that venue. And I don't think he booked any more shows in general because like the venue, like it was like a truck stop and like all the people went in and like complained. They were like, uh, like people from the show, like from the area that like made uh-huh. sure they were like, so either way it worked out. It was pretty funny. It was nice. Uh, so that's a, that's a good story. Like, I don't know. I don't have any, I don't think I have any interesting, like, Oh, I have a story that didn't happen at the show. Did I ever tell the time that the, uh, the homeless guy tried to grab me out of the car uh, when we were on tour? Or no, out of the van, rather? I don't know. Maybe. So we're at this. Uh, I was on. I was on tour with Gideon at the time, and I, I don't know. Your, your this story reminds me of this story because it kind of was really funny in the end. So yeah. Uh, anyway, we were. Uh, I was on tour with Gideon. We're somewhere. Hey, hang on just a second before you start this. I'm gonna go get some water. Yeah. Cool. I- Man, it feels so bittersweet being here finally at episode 50. It's been a wild road. It's been awesome. Uh, man. Thank you guys for staying with me and sticking with me. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. It was an awesome thing to have my brother on this episode. He he means the world to me, and he is like uh, like the coolest dude in the world. He's a very inspiring person, uh, if you haven't learned that already. Um, but with that being said, uh, now comes the time in the episode where I ask you for money and tell you about things that are going on. Um, 
If you want to donate to this episode, to this podcast, I would love that. Right now, I'm tra- working on trying to get a new microphone for the studio so I can kind of get less with the Zoom and more with the person-to-person now that nobody's really tripping about COVID anymore. It would be super sick to be able to get another mic. Uh, so if you guys wanted to donate straight to the cause, that would be great. Right now would be the time to do it. Um, Organic Poison on Cash App. Uh, poison has one O, so it's P-O-I-S-N. Um so organic poison yeah but it's no second O or paypal.com slash Shane is O or if you just want to contact me and we can figure something out and you want to run an ad on the show I'm obviously not going to charge you a bunch of money because I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> 50 episodes in so you can email me organicpoisonmedia at gmail.com uh, we can work something out I should play your song on here uh, shout you out uh, you got a business or something we'll talk for a minute or so I'll talk for a minute or so about it or you can tell me what you want me to say it really doesn't matter I don't want to go into grave detail because it's kind of a waste of time you get the point uh, I also want to tell you guys soon in the probably hopefully at the beginning of next month we will both have we will have an organic poison store where you can buy cups where you can buy t-shirts where you can buy bandanas where you can buy all kinds of different stuff I'm going to try to have some posters on there um it that's going to be really dope um so if you guys want to actually get something out of you know your money that you donate you can actually buy some stuff it just won't be as much money in my pocket which is no big deal because you'll have some merch uh i also want to tell you guys about the patreon that we're going to be starting now calm down before you get ahead of yourself talking shit being like shane there's no way we're paying for a patreon for you um it's going to be me and some of my friends. Uh, I'll tell you who it is soon. It's the people who already make content, but I will go ahead and give you a hint, a partial hint. Uh, check out Hilly and Hideout. Hilly and Hideout uh, podcast. I've talked about them on here. I've had Alex on the show a couple of times. Um, awesome dudes. Great, great, very entertaining show that is nowhere near as uh, ridiculous as mine. Like, way easier to listen to. And... Uh, Way easier to support, probably. Nonetheless, though, um, I am on their this ep- this week's episode of their show, and uh, it's a great episode. It was their longest episode. I say it's a great episode not just because I was on there, but we talked about a whole bunch of stuff regarding video games, and that was so much fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to <clears throat> possibly doing more work with them in the future. Um, Yes, but about the Patreon, we intend to, we are intending to release new content five days out of the week. I'm talking about uh, unreleased music, new shows, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be awesome. Uh, in my opinion, I'm really looking forward to all the stuff that we're going to be starting to do with, you know, just the, a, a crew, you know, like getting together and making it happen. It's going to be nice. And I'm considering... We've got some stuff going. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Uh, And Deviant Behavior Radio, shout out to you guys. Uh, Everything that I've been able to do with them has been great. And we're working on more stuff with them as well. It's... It's going good. We got we got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, if you will, as far as it's going. And you know, I always say we. When I'm saying we, I'm taking the, the me and flipping it upside down. Because when I say we, I'm referring to you guys too. Because I'm hoping and praying that you guys are going to continue to support me. And I'm not just talking about with your money. I'm talking about in general. Lately, things have been you know 
numbers have been going up. I've been getting more feedback, and it just seems like you guys are really, really, uh, you know, really being supportive, and it means a lot to me. I mean, I, I'm not just saying that because I'm obligated to. I'm telling you as someone who has put in a couple, I don't know, over a hundred hours of talking to this microphone, it's, it, well, in my phone, I guess, <laughs> it, it really does mean a lot to have, you know, to be getting feedback, like, in such a way, like, uh, you know, in something that I was very nervous about doing at first, but I, I really wanted to do it. I've had some awesome people on this show. And there's not one conversation that I've had that I've regretted. So, uh, you know, I, I really do, you know, even maybe some of those ones where I got, you know, lost in the sauce by myself during the pandemic. Jesus, if you ever go back and listen to those, they're pretty depressing, but there's no need to take them down. Not until someone buys me out for like $6 million, and then I'll probably just never talk to anyone ever again. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you will do. The uh, the journey has just begun, and uh, I'm going to keep you guys updated. Oh, oh my God, I almost forgot to say. August 7th, there's going to be a concert in Macomb. Your boy is coming home. So, anyway, back to your story. Um... I forgot which one I was telling. Oh, okay. On tour with Gideon, I think, I want to say somewhere we were, somewhere in my Arizona, but I could be totally wrong. I don't, I don't know why I think that. Yeah. I think because it was hot. But anyway, um, we stopped at a gas station after some show. It's like (laughs) one o'clock in the morning. Uh, We're about to get on the road. I, I think I was, I think Daniel was driving and I was riding passenger sorry <coughs> you can't breathe you just drank chugged down that thick ass beer <laughs> oh i didn't mean to just cough in everyone's ear um hopefully you can cut that out or mute it and just make hey. it or beep over it make it sound like i'm cussing like or saying something really vulgar i have given um, i've given them <laughs> way way worse quality <laughs> shit than that i promise this might oh, be peak man. actually so <laughs> you're fine fair enough so anyway, we're we're stopped at this gas station, and I think Daniel's driving as a passenger seat, and everybody else is kind of getting ready for bed, like crawling on the equipment in the back, or crawling on the back in the bunk thing, and getting ready to sleep, or about to drive through the night. Uh, so I'm going in. I'm going to probably get a Red Bull and something terrible for me, I'm sure. Uh, and on the way in, this guy asks, asks us if we have any change, which is not abnormal in any way, shape, or form. And we're just like, no, like we just have our cards, like whatever. Yeah. Um, didn't think anything of it at all, like nothing. We go inside and everybody gets their stuff. And as soon as we walk in, uh, the guy behind the counter said, he just asked you for money. And we were like, yeah, but he was, didn't do anything wrong. Like he was fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we were just like, yeah, but he, he just said, okay. When we said, no, he wasn't being a jerk. And he grabs a, like one of those mini tire checkers, like yeah. the baseball bats. I, it's either that or like a hammer or something. And he's like, I've got this. You want to hit him? We're like, no, we're good. Like, yeah. that's fine. And then he like goes out and tells them he's got to leave and like says, you know, whatever. I don't know. So he yells at the guy and tells him. He's gotta it makes leave. you guys like, look oh. like dickheads. It's like y'all went in there like, you know, yeah. why, why is this man out here asking me for change? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, whatever. You I never, didn't think you never know what. 
what they had previously. That guy could have. Yeah, like there's no telling. He could have been in there trying to like, I don't know, steal a bunch of shit. Who, who cares? I, I didn't really care. I was just like, fine, whatever. I just I don't want to be in the middle combo. of it. That's my thing. Yeah. I want my combos, my Red Bull. Give me heartburn. Let's go. Uh, and then I'm going to check out and I do. And I'm walking out and I think Tyler's still inside. Daniel is maybe in the van or still inside. And then Jake, who just like swole ass Jake is like sleeping on the bunk in the back. And I'm walking out and yeah, well, he's not asleep. He's just laying out there getting ready for bed. And then I'm walking by this guy. uh, He goes, why'd you go in there and rattle me? He's like, I didn't say anything. Like I just went in to get my stuff and he asked whatever. Cause I don't even, I didn't, I wouldn't even want to say anything anyway. And, um, and I just walked by him. I don't think anything of it. Like I'm really just trying to sit in the van. I'm tired, sweaty, and gross. And I go and I climb in the van and I turn around. When I do, he's right behind me and like reaching in at me, like in the van. Like I had just sat down and I was like, oh shit. And I just like grabbed the door and smashed his hands in the door and then like kicked the door open on him. And he like backed up and he starts yelling and like coming at me. And then, uh, Tyler comes outside the store and goes, Hey, what the fuck? And he's just like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? And just oh. like going off on this dude's like, I, I know. I remember the one thing he kept saying, was like, you can't do anything to me. I know all the cuts. And he's like, well, go get in the cut, man. Get out of here. Let's <laughs> and then, and then he's still talking trash. And then Daniel comes out the van and then Jake comes out the van, like a shirtless. And like, we're all standing there. And he's just like, uh, he just like runs off, like, just like, the uh, faster than I've seen anyone run, just like jetted off in some other direction, oh like God. duck down an alley. It was really funny. <laughs> it just it makes you wonder, like, what did he think? What was he trying to prove? Like, or like, what was his goal? Like, <laughs> I have I have no idea. Well, like, he might have been mad because he thought that we went in and ratted him out, but that was one hundred percent not the case. None of us gave a shit. Like, we were like, yeah, you can ask for money all night. We don't have any. Like, right? <laughs> it's like, why are you taking that out on us? You you obviously know that this guy doesn't want you to be. <laughs> asking for money out here you know he asked yeah, us, was, he asked us first because he saw you <laughs> yeah i was just like jeez but yeah that was uh that was uh i don't know your story reminds me of that one because it was such a bizarre Some aggressive shit you know that was like out yeah. of your hands and oh, <laughs> fuck like this has nothing to do with me yeah yeah I, uh, i've seen a lot of a lot of fights but uh, but in cities I don't know with people I don't know and places I don't care about. So it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they just kind of surpass my brain. Yeah. I, I, I might've taught, probably told you about this. This was a, quite a while back now, but me and J-Rad went out to this party out in the country, a little bit of a change of scenery compared to our recent conversations. But we went to this party out in Walthall County and you can't even buy beer in Walthall. Well, you, I think you can now, <laughs> but you couldn't yeah. at the time. Uh, and you know, so me and him, we bought, uh, two 32 ounces each. Cause we thought that we, what we were going to was like, uh, chilling out by a campfire with some people we know. And like, we didn't even really do that at that point in time. Like this, we were kind of beyond, but it was like some older friends. So we thought, you know, we know they have kids. So it was like, Oh, they probably just don't have their kids for the night. And you know, we're not, we're, you know, out, not, we ain't got shit else to do. So we <laughs> right. got our little change and fucking got some beer and went out there. Well, this is a fucking blowout. Like this is, this is a huge, <laughs> like, um, like, Maybe some high schoolers, but like it would be older high schoolers, mostly college age kids, but it was all people we knew. Maybe not mm-hmm. all the people we grew up with, but we grew up in the same town. You get what I'm saying? It, yeah, we, yeah. we knew a lot of these people, but it was like 
there was also people, you know, the, one of those kind of parties out in the country, and they're like, yeah, there's people here from fucking Amy, Louisiana, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> but it, I mean, it was kind of true though, like, because it's like, man, it's like all these people like piled up and just, it's kind of a thing, I guess, that happens out in the country, but you go to a big ass party yeah. and it's people from, oh, they're from Lawrence County, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Anyway, such and such fucked such and such as girl, you know, and now they're coming out here today. Oh my God, the guy, there's like, they said there's 17 trucks coming from Lawrence County. Anyway, that's the kind of shit or whatever. <laughs> but this wasn't, this didn't start out like that. This right. Like a haven. I'm like, oh my God, the very first thing I thought was like, this is great. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm, I was worried that we didn't have enough beer going to sit by this campfire. I was like, no, we can get out here mm-hmm. and, you know, Jerry is probably going to stay out here and we didn't have no beer. And you know, I was just thinking all that stuff. Like I we could be fucking around in town, you know, chilling with somebody else. But and when we went out there, we ended up having a great time, but I digress. There's more to the story. Like it was like a movie. This dude, we watched this one guy. This was a little bit later on in the evening. I got what I was saying. The reason why I was so excited was because I was like, great. Now I could just steal somebody's beer out of here. I was like, cause there's there more beer out here than I could die like seven times <laughs> amount of beer that's out here. But there were so many people do like, you obviously knew what, what the business was. And right. Uh, uh, anyway, I saw this guy grab, he grabbed, it was two thirds of a handle of like vodka, like just like aristocrat mm-hmm. vodka. We watched this dude drink the entire thing. <laughs> I'm talking about, and I'm I'm not exaggerating. Like it was probably two of these full of vodka. Oh my god! Straight, and it was like to the point where he started, and there was like three people watching him. And when he finished, <laughs> there had there had to have been at least like sixty people. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, was like he's gonna die. Like this dude is going to die. Well, he goes about his life. He slams that bottle on the ground, and he just goes. Yeah. It doesn't have a shirt on or nothing. Obviously, he yeah. he is gone. Like he was gone before right. he did this too. Like he had to have been because he wouldn't have done that if he wasn't. You know, <laughs> nobody can just do that sober. I mean, I'm sure they can. <laughs> anyway, it was late enough in the night that he had to have been fucking thrown off. He didn't wait till the middle of the night. Like, yeah, I can't wait to get drunk at one whenever everybody's like good and thrown and chug this. This is how I'm gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like he, no, nobody was filming him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only way that's worth doing that. But anyway, uh, so, you know, he does that and it's like, it's like, damn. So the night goes on a little bit longer. Probably it, it feels like it was like an hour or so, but it's probably only about 15, 30 minutes. <laughs> and this is after people have been playing beer pong, after we've been having conversations with people. I know, you know, after hearing about what this gossip with this, you know, catching up, whatever it was, doing the socializing and all that other stuff. And I've been drinking, I drank my beers, I've been drinking other people's beers. And it's still any, honestly, because I was just asking people that I knew, like, dude, let me get a beer from you, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it worked out because there was enough people to ask. I digress. Uh, anyway motherfuckers come up and they're like holy fucking the, the typical holy fucking christ the fucking sheriff's department is coming the goddamn sheriff and it was like such and such as fucking mom called the fucking dog and it's like oh. but okay i'm cutting something really important out though something really important the reason why the cops were being called there was a fight the fight happened and it was over like immediately. It was just two guys mm. and it was fighting, you know, probably it's over a girl or something like that. And it was no big deal, no big huddle around or nothing. Well, they go back to their respective people and they plot. 
and they plot. And then, you know, you just start seeing different groups of people just funnel to different areas. And I'm like, this is different. I've never seen this happen at a party before. <laughs> this is like the first time I've ever seen this. One of the only times I've ever seen this. And Jerry, I said, they about, somebody's about to fight out here. And I'm like, what, like, why do you think that? And he's like, I wasn't being aggressive like I am right now. I was just like, what makes right. you do that? And he's like, this is what happens when these fucking rednecks get out here and they start getting ready to fight. He's like, because everybody's fucked up. Mind you, this was after the homeboy had chugged all that liquor. He was not fighting anybody, but this was, you know, and it was like they get, they go in and get clicked up. They're all fucked up and they're thinking and they're talking about it. They've already got their catalyst, which was these two guys that started fighting. So it's like now people are starting to think, who is it that I have a problem with? You know, and it's like, who's the most, you find the most little charismatic kid of the night and he's got all the people around him that are like, we're going to go here and fucking tell them yeah, they've got to leave. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. They've got to like, <laughs> But the other guys, they're saying the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like, we're going to go over there. We're going to tell them they got to leave. And neither one of these charismatic white boys <laughs> own the property. You know what I'm saying? It's, just, right. it's one of those things. And then it, they did. And when they fought, dude, it was like watching like somebody play Left for Dead. Like the way the, the way the zombies just wow, just beat like I'm talking about like it was like waves of people. I had never I had never in my life seen that before. I don't think I've seen that many people fighting all at once since then. Like and dude, I watched this girl, Maria BB, shout out to her. I doubt she's listening to this podcast, but I watched her she just grabbed the bottle, bam, smacked somebody over the head with it. I mean, I say that I say I say that I saw her do it. J Rad might have saw her do it. I don't know. I think it was me, though. It could not have been me. It might have been Jerry. It was a while ago, but I do remember that that happened. She <laughs> smacks this dude over the head with a bottle and just throws the ball away and walks away. Like, she wasn't, like, fighting or anything. She just... <laughs> Man, it was... It was all the opportunity and took it. That's yes, it was. And every time it would slow down, it would just get right back up. And it was like this Cody Bates. He's a, he's a good friend of ours or whatever. He used to, we used to go to church with him, ironically enough, at First Assembly. He hung out with uh, Joey and... Uh, john john and them but but anyway it doesn't matter but uh (laughs) he went in there to go because i guess his cousin was fighting or something like his cousin was one of the you know but he's like older and he had lived this exact same life but he had to be there getting (laughs) fucked up but he was like you know he was there on the weekend it was right down the road from his house he was like oh man what the fuck are all these kids doing you know (laughs) just and uh yeah, so but somebody ended up punching him, and he was like, "Oh man!" He, after it was all over, or whatever, or calming down, he's like, "Y'all act like y'all ain't never been in a fucking fight before." He's like, "Let's just go." <laughs> he's like, "It's all good," because like everybody was like, "Bro, Cody, you all right?" And he's like, "I'm good." He's like, "I'm not broken." He's like, "I'm drunk. I don't even feel it." Yeah, he was he was not tripping at all. Afterwards, that's whose house we stayed at, and he was like, "Yeah, man, just got showered, no big deal." Like, Boys was getting crazy down there tonight, weren't they? And but anyway, that's when, oh my god, Geraldine's motherfucking mom just called the goddamn cops, and everybody. <laughs> and then I'm talking about dude, like another first, like watching like just fucking people run into the woods, like you, like it's like nothing you've ever seen before, like ever. Like just watching people go into the woods and phones going off. Like as we get further, because it's like this is all happening under oh, underneath like a giant shop barn kind of thing, and uh-huh. like like two football fields away, or it's probably more likely an actual just one football field away is the tree line, mm-hmm. and it's like that's right. where all the bush and stuff is and stuff. Somebody's like, oh, this such and such. His mom called the fucking sheriff's department. Everyone hauls out, spreads at or spreads out and hauls ass. I was about to say spreads ass. <laughs> everyone everyone gets down on their knees and spreads their ass cheeks. No, uh, 
they uh they take off you know go into the woods and like we are like running about 15 20 foot like just out of the light uh from mm-hmm. the the shop and that fucking dude they call him burns his name his name is burns he was passed out he was passed out on the grass <laughs> the dude he chugged the vodka he was just he was dead out in the middle of the fucking field <laughs> It's like he was so determined for nobody to fuck with him, but he knew he couldn't stand it that he just was like, I got to go out in the field and pass out. <laughs> and and oh seeing him was nuts. But it was like one of those – oh, sorry again. Seeing him was nuts, but it was another one of those moments where it's like, you know, I, I have more than enough times ran on foot from the police in these types <laughs> of situations and he, or just hid from the police or whatever. I was like, this is – I, this guy, is, I'm, he needs no help from me. He's fine, obviously. <laughs> so we just kept on ass, got right to the tree line. I tripped, my glasses fell off. And mind you, I've got, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say I was drunk because I obviously remember most of the story, but I was, I was buzzed pretty hard. I already can't see without my glasses. So having any amount of beer afterwards is not going to help me at all. And it's nighttime. And then all these car lights are pulling out, and then you just start seeing spotlights going across the tree lines. And I'm freaking out, crawling, getting my glasses. I didn't want to call for J-Rad. J-Rad had kept running, but I didn't want to call for him because I was like, I don't want to sound like a bitch. Like, J-Rad. <laughs> because because it, once, you know, I got my glasses. I found my glasses. I filled out for them. I found them. Got down by a tree, you know, just in the prone position. And you look up, and you just see, like, fucking it looked like little fireflies all across the tree line but it's people on their phones it's like there's just like little <laughs> lights popping up like everywhere and it's like damn there's so many people out here and it's like but when you start seeing these spotlights go across the tree line everyone uh-huh. just dropped their phones and it's like it looks like pitch black darkness out here you can't see nobody because the brush was up come to uh-huh. find come to find out nobody called the sheriff's department and uh <laughs> But they got rid of like two thirds of the party. You know what I'm saying? Like there was so many people out in the woods, but everybody else left. And the people who were out yeah. there with the spotlights were the two cousins that like their their family. They threw the party, I guess. Their family owned the land, but they were with it. They're like, "Yo, y'all come out!" Nobody called the cops. It's like we just were getting rid of all the people. It always works. And we were like, "Wow!" But it's a pretty crazy story. I'm pretty sure that that like. If I knew the guys' names whose place we partied at, there's probably somebody who listens to this show that was, or listens to the podcast that was there because of just the randomness of the people that listen to the show and <laughs> randomness of people that were there. But, uh, well, look, before, yeah, be, before, gotta find out who, whose house it was so you can give them credit at least. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that would be hilarious. I bet I don't think those boys are tripping on that. But uh, before we <laughs> end up getting out of here, I, uh, I want to ask you, I, I would be remiss if I wasted my 50th episode and didn't talk to you at least for a minute or two about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you, have, is this something that you've uh, put any thought into as of, particularly in recent days? Um, nothing too crazy. I mean, I definitely, they're there, they're out there. Like, I definitely believe in them. Um, I think, uh, I think we're not, um, we are not advanced enough for them. This is probably the most likely case, (laughs) but I I don't know. I, I don't know, like, if we will encounter them, but it seems like a, a pretty high probability that I think that they're out there. Right. For sure. I definitely, I mean, you know, I I think I think so too, but like, 
I just did an episode, and of course, I've been curious. You know, something we always you come to, you leave, it comes back eventually. As far as your interest, you know, you always come back to aliens, mm-hmm. of course. But like, uh, I just did an episode with uh, my friend Scott, and he he's a little bit more uh, into the subject than I am. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I don't know if you, are you familiar with Bob Lazar. Uh, I know that name. Is that the is that a radio show guy or something? I mean, it sounds like it would be a radio name, doesn't it? No, yeah, Bob, maybe I don't Bob, know who it is. Bob Lazar, uh, Element 150 or whatever. Oh, oh my God, Scott's going to kill me for not remembering that. Bob Lazar, you can type in Bob Lazar, it's going to come up. He worked at Area 51, but it wasn't Area 51. It's like... Oh, that, yo, yeah, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know that guy's name, but I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, he worked at Los Alamos Labs, and then he worked at. I mean, th- this guy has been talked about everywhere, from of course himself to like they've talked. The government has talked about him. Like he was on Joe Rogan. Uh, even Alex Jones has talked about this guy. Not saying that they, not to say that they're the arbiters of truth or anything, but this dude's been like on the news. He's like a. He has been everywhere. So it's either you know the the greatest he's either the greatest hack of all time or his story is true and they can't do nothing to him because they <laughs> almost prove it you know what i'm saying uh uh-huh. like his his stories but his story is really not that crazy when you th- when you think about everything else that's you know transpiring especially with these little drone like ships they're seeing now and you know past couple of years that they've been going on about and you know the fringe. The fringe redditors are like, "No, you don't fucking understand. This has been here since the '60s, you know, or something like that." <laughs> and it's like that. More power to you. You know what I'm saying? But then you've got the other guys who say that it doesn't exist. But I digress. The stuff that Bob Lazar says, actually, that he actually experienced, I'm I don't doubt that he's capable of fabricating this and just keeping his story pretty straight for the longest of time. But. Mm. He also, it's also one of those things where it's like, I don't know, I, I'm kind of inclined to almost believe what he says. Not to the, yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe his whole story, like to be like religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't hold it near and dear to my heart because I, I don't really think I care that much. I think there's a bigger picture than just his story. But uh, it is pretty interesting because that means that they've had stuff like that, like crafts and stuff for a very long time. Yeah, it, I mean, it would be something. I don't know. Like, the part of me that doesn't believe that is only the part that believes that if aliens exist, they are way smarter than us, and we wouldn't be capable of doing that. Like, right? It's only because I don't have enough faith in the human race as a species. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, not that like it's not possible. Sure. Uh, it would, I think it would be kind of be sick if that was the case. Like, I would even think it'd be sick even not knowing. I would like to know, but, you know, whatever. Cool. Secrets right. are secrets, you know. Yeah. But I, I want it to be true, but, it, like, I don't know. I don't think humankind is capable of it. Maybe we are, and I'd be impressed. Right. Well, sure. I mean, well, I also, I mean, that's the thing. It could That could just be something. Somebody that I listen to, they, a lot of times what they say in situations like, like, honestly, I just don't think life is that exciting. It's like we always come up <laughs> with these with these great, crazy things that are going to happen or whatever it is. He's like he's saying I, it's not that I don't think that there's aliens out there. He's like, I'm just don't think that I don't think that w- whatever their approach would be would be the way it is. If that's the case, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, all this stuff, it's like everything seems so much more like coincidental. It's like whenever you think like, uh, you know, one thing that he refers to is like civil war a lot. 
but he, but he's a he's a delinquent anyway. But this guy talked mm-hmm. about civil war, but he always says, "But truth be told, it's not going to be like what you think. A bunch of people just run out into a field and just fight it to the death. You know, say so a bunch of rightists and leftists go out there and they duke it out, or go to one city and just shoot at each other until the last one. Gets up. <laughs> it's like it's no, it's it's like a bigger deal. It's not that exciting. You know, I say it's going to be right. Like, like people don't realize how long out drawn out the original the first civil war was. Like it didn't just happen over the course of like two weeks. It was like all those right. stories were just compiled. Same thing with world wars and stuff like that. But I right. digress. Uh, life is life not being that exciting is a that's a valid point. <laughs> right. And another thing that I, I, it's like the way that they've got like the uh, all the like I was mentioning the drones and stuff and stuff that they're supposedly seeing now. Like, what do you do? You, you've heard about any of that? Like, what do you think of any of that? I've only heard a little bit, but then again, I'm unless I am, I've limited myself to like the front page of Reddit, more or less. So, unless it right. really makes it in the first 15 minutes uh-huh. of scrolling Reddit, I am pretty separated from the internet unless I'm working. Yeah. So, and they're mostly not commonly I'm talking this. about UFOs in your job, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean. We do listen to uh, we listen we have a master class session and we listen to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about the science of communication. So technically, we do talk about some space things and the probability of aliens while at work. So right, <laughs> I, I <laughs> but, <guess>. yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think that it's there's currently these things. It's like they set off the, the coast of uh, I guess off of Hawaii. I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere out in that direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and it was these. This particular ship was, and I'm probably butchering the story, but this is sums it up. This one particular time that they saw these people, these things, but they've seen them multiple times. There was like, I think they said there was like twelve of them, and they were like drones, and they all flew. They all flew like in unison with each other, and they followed this ship back to like I guess its base, and they sat there all night hovering above the ship there's nothing that can do huh. that, by the way like that's yeah. not that's not something that can i mean to anyone's but these things also were like like stupid fast i'm watching like, the video i'm trying to watch the videos of it so there's a couple of different listening. there's a couple of different things going on also they had those drone things but they can't kept coming back every night for like two weeks or some shit like that or for like a huh. week and they would just sit there all night they would never do anything it would just sit there and just hover around but then you know you think okay well that sounds like it's not that far-fetched maybe this could be you know this might be a different sector of like the like u.s government they're just not telling the navy because they're testing something out you know what i'm saying and then eventually they'll mm-hmm. tell them well maybe it could be one of those things well then you've also got this situation where the navy uh and the air force i might have just been the navy i don't know it was what it was either the navy or the air force or both but they were off the co- the same coast, obviously a different location. And they see there's I don't know if you've heard about the Tic Tac. Mm-hmm. I have heard of it, but I, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, the thing that Tom DeLone uh, when he first went whole hog into uh, not first went, but when he went whole hog and was like going on Joe Rogan and shit like that and doing a media run. He was mm-hmm. talking about the Tic Tac and the, like I guess this was one of the first sightings that they saw of it that. It came out not being, and maybe they've seen it a million times in classified documents. But like the first time we're hearing about it, and it's like this tic tac shaped like little ship that like moves like eighty thousand foot in like the the shortest amount of recording time they could record time. It just fell out of the sky and it went into the water, 
it was a big deal. They think it's aliens. There's more to the Tic Tac things. I'm saying all of that to say that there are people probably more convinced right now. There are probably more people who are whole hog convinced that aliens are real right now than ever before. And I mean, I, I'm I'm for it. Like I don't know. I don't know that I I don't have enough of the facts to have like a strong opinion on that particular instant. But like, sure, might be. Like I don't know. I would like to think that that we were like I don't know. I'm not scared of uh, like technology being too smart. I guess like I'm kind of a weirdo. But right. like I'd like to think that we as a, a species are capable of identifying something like that and keeping it secret if it's a threat or like it's kind of neat to think about it might be right. a real life movie situation but who knows yeah. how do you how do you find out like it, would you find out when everything's too late like the only option is you find out after the they've decided to retaliate from being hidden underground or something and then everybody does right yeah <laughs> it's like they've come to find out like one of them has like the power of like the, the all the energy on the planet <laughs> you know or something like that it's like oh well, right in a chance anyway it's like whatever it was <laughs> right. you know but i i have there's two questions though that I, I i continue to ponder to myself but i've also asked other people in casual conversation and i believe i've mentioned it on here but one of the things is like what if there's a possibility that, you know, how like a lot of things are going really crazy in the world, you know, as of the past couple of years, it has been our entire lives. Anybody who's our age has, it's something every other couple of years, but here lately it's been right. like every couple of months. And, right. uh, you know, and particularly it's because this stuff is happening in America. Obviously there's mm-hmm. actual real global things happening too, but there's been more things that have just happened in America that now it feels like it's every couple of months. It's, a lot of this stuff has ha- happens all across the world, unfortunately, but there's clearly some kind of thing that's going on in the world right now, whether you want to call it an awakening or, you know, you want to call it just a shift even, or a changing of the times. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder if like, let's just say, you know how we would say uh, the elite or they or the cabal or whatever it may be. What if you found mm-hmm. out and this is this is almost like bootlicking the elite of the elite right now. But hear me out. What if they are not doing what all these crazy, weird, sketchy things or they're not uh, say some of these conspiracies are true about, you know, them killing Jeffrey Epstein or, you know, like whatever it may be, the coronavirus was this, that, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just, I'm using these things. You know, you always hear this different crazy shit. Or, There's always something. Right, right. Or why are there so many homeless people in California? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is this right. particular governor acting this way? And you come to find out it's like all because these people are trying to make something happen. Like, why are they trying to treat us like cattle? Whatever it may be, whoever it may be, they'll say that this leader is doing this. What if they actually are brainwashing us, but they're doing it because they have to do make us a certain thing, the huge push to get rid of oil. They're like, look, we told the fucking intergalactic aliens, Ronald Reagan, or you know, even further back than that, Jimmy Carter told the fucking aliens that we would do this or – if we don't, then they'll come back and they'll fucking kill all of us or they'll eat us or they'll take you all as slaves, the entire planet. You know, it's very dramatic, very movie moment type thing, but imagination is a powerful thing. And I just think to myself, like, what if they just don't want to tell us that because they're like, well, they're definitely not going to believe us. And if they do, <laughs> definitely, they're definitely not going to act right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way, and that's kind of imagine. Imagine the human race being entrusted with that information like all at once. Like, no chance. We would just immediately destroy ourselves. Yeah, you think about like those dudes that are just like 180 years old that like live in the uh, in the Vatican. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God, like, we cannot tell them about this. Like, <laughs> like this is not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not going to work. We we messed up. We should have said it. We should have said it 60 years ago in, in a peaceful, calm way. It's too late now. They've grown too – they're too yeah. powerful. Yeah, the, the, the people are too powerful. And it's like it, – <laughs> it's funny because, like, what's wild to me is I have that – I have that – that thesis in my head that it's all come up to this. It's like, you've got all of the shit that Alex Jones said, you find out like actually the Bilderberg group is a real group and they are a bunch of elites, but what they're doing isn't for soul sucking purposes. They're doing it because they're like, we have to get together and work together to get these people to act right because the aliens are coming in like 10 years. Here we are. Like, the aliens are like, hey, not we, living up to our promise. They came to do their checkup before like two years <laughs> to just see what our progress is like on all these different things, whatever. It doesn't have to be exclusively the oil, but you know, whatever. And they're like, oh my God, you guys have gone the complete <laughs> opposite direction. You have continued to suck blood from the earth. Like you are like in reality, the aliens could be coming here because there's a possibility. And you've created nuke bombs, by the way. But I was like, like they could literally be looking at us like you know how like we would look at a third world country and be like those are, <laughs> those are that's inhumane what you're doing to these people or like something that you know they put the Uyghur Muslims and you know concentrate like we're like this is fucking horrible you can't let people you can't do this like uh, human right. rights or whatever and they look at us and they're looking at us like oh my god you what are you doing like you're like like the planet is like a living breathing thing which I mean we all subscribe yeah. to that to an extent. And it's like, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm really not trying to sound like some, uh, uh, you know, save the, the trees kind of guy. But in the same breath, I'm like, no, that's a- maybe we shouldn't have been doing anything <laughs> to where we would have to save the trees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a uh, yeah, no, I, I love that that theory. That reminds me of something you'd find on Reddit under like, you ever go on Reddit? Go to the writing props channel. Yeah, it's like someone just gives like a basic idea of a story, like. That's the that's the basis of it. That is the whole thing. Like we're, it's like a it's, you people go and write those. Anyway, that reminds me of like that as well. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what that that I feel like that's where it closed it off for me though, because I was like, I don't know what would come after that. Like, if, if you find out if that's what we find out, it's like, what if we did meet their goal? What if we're like, oh shit, and we believe and we meet their goal? It's like, what then? What like we now we know about aliens, and they're just like, all right, well, you know, keep keep it together, you know, quit sucking the blood from the earth. It's like, okay, so we can drive the Ford Lightning, and you guys just aren't coming back. Like if we just you know, <laughs> we just start as long as we keep driving the Ford Lightning, we're good. Yeah, it's like so okay, like but it's pretty funny though because if you think about it like that if you which it would never work that way i mean it would ne- because the people people wouldn't be that way you would have to thanos yeah. us first and then be like now you have to act right you know what i'm saying yeah. like you have to be like you, a- like we're, we are currently at idiocracy and we need to be thanos to be saved i don't i don't know that we can save ourselves at this point and it's yeah. depressing it's a, <laughs> that's why i drink right yeah there you go <laughs> and yeah and, I don't know. Like, I just I think to myself, I mean, obviously there's a million and one scenarios that way could go like not happening at all, any of it, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, that's been almost like my, uh, 
what's the it's like my that's like my swan song for like the past like two years for sure like the boy which <laughs> i mean obviously the show goes on like in real life and uh you know no pun intended i guess with the show but <laughs> to me i just think to myself like i mean i guess we still got to keep figuring it out because until the world blows up or until we get captured and put in captivity on another continent or another fucking galaxy <laughs> it's like you do kind of just got to still keep keep figuring it you out you gotta keep it. moving like the problem is is even if we are in some sort of weird messed up system we're part of it now if we stop moving we're just gonna get crushed so just yeah. kinda like gotta keep going yeah it's like and you know my, my second question actually and it, it really ties in perfectly to where the first question led to but like what do you think that it would do for like religion I, I'm talking about like 110%, you know, proof in whatever way, shape or fashion. Like it's a hundred percent. Wow. Like this is just as real as, you know, like a cheeseburger or, you know, a dog. I think it would, uh, I think it would, I think it would probably, depending on how it happened, like, I don't know if it came in a violent form in some way, it would, it, maybe people would be like, religion is right. These are demons or these are, negative things but if it came in just a very neutral peaceful form where there's just aliens like hey what's up yeah we're chilling like yeah uh, i think it would i think a religion would just kind of implode on itself and grumble i don't know that much would be able to, i don't know i'm not a religious expert but like yeah. I, mean, I know a little about like the, the abrahamic religions and things like that i think most of those would just collapse into themselves they couldn't hold up i don't think i don't i don't know like the, like i imagine like the catholic church to pull something out of its ass to to, to be like, yeah, we we knew about this the whole time. Yeah, but, they would be like, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> they would be like, oh, dig something up. <laughs> we need you to forge this piece of paper that's like six thousand years old, and we need to tell them that we were well aware of this. But like, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, because t- to me, I don't know. That seems to be like one of the most potent questions for me as of lately, because I'm thinking to myself, you know. The the one hope you would have if you did happen to, you know, intergalactic, you know, uh, species come here and they can communicate and they're, they are, as we all assume, much more intelligent than us because they were able to get here. You know what I'm saying? If nothing else. Mm-hmm. If they can make it here, they're probably smarter than us. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, <clears throat> but we also think like that. So it's like maybe a different, you know, I don't know. I can't, you can, we, something we can't fathom, obviously. Right. But, exactly. But I think. It's like you would hope that they would provide – I mean because, okay, you almost would think to yourself, it's like, all right, well, say you grew up and you were uh, in Islamic or whatever or Hindi or Christian or whatever it may be. If they came down and they get, they told you why you're here and what you're here for and what ha- – like we, you know, they might not have uh, – they might not know what happens when you die. You know what I'm saying? Or they might be like yeah. weird what happens when you die. Or And I'm not <laughs> saying I subscribe to that. I'm just saying like I don't right, know. Right, right. Like, or it could be one of those things where it's like, no, you do, you go to a different plane, but it's like you, your energy goes through the the universe billions of miles away, and you arrive somewhere else, like as a different type yeah. of, not as a, you're not born in such a way of like from the womb, you know, like, and I'm I'm really just spitballing, but like if a right. alien came down and told all of these people that though, and it's like you know to the point where it was like, hey. This is a hundred percent the truth. We can show you. We can prove to you. This is, you know, not, not that they owe us that, but I'm just saying, if, <laughs> right? If that was the case, if they were able to do that, like, 
they're like, we just, we won't, we won't like for y'all to integrate with us, but if you don't want to, you don't have to, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm like, saying? Like, but if y'all want to, y'all gotta like chill the hell out. Y'all, yeah. Y'all <laughs> yeah. It's like, we don't have, we don't have conflict or, you know, we, I mean, like I said, still spitballing. What if they're just like, no, we are a hundred percent peaceful. Like we don't have these kind of emotions that you have here. Like whatever this is that makes you do this, this is not what we do. <laughs> It's like there's nobody right. that we've ever, you know, com- come in contact with that do this. You know? <laughs> Why are y'all killing each other constantly? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> That's crazy. It's like, and you know, what's funny about that is like somebody who comes in, in uh, you know, not necessarily invades in a negative way, but like they come and they, you know, take, come to your world and they don't, they're not telling you that everyone else is the devil or they're not telling you that, you know, uh, you know, come with us and we'll help you, you know, or if not, yeah, they're then, just, they're just showing up and give you the straight facts. Like, yeah, yeah you're, you're all worse than me. Like you guys are killing yourselves. Right. Like <laughs> It's like, we would, we would like to work with y'all, you know, just because we'd like to study y'all and whatever. But if not, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's yeah. okay. Who says that? you know what i'm saying if, like, you, if you want to go extinct go for it that's fine you know whatever yeah like we would like to help y'all out and then you know be on a we don't want anything in return other than to just be able to understand you like and that's that's it <laughs> it's like it's so I, I just don't like i can't imagine anybody accepting that you know I, what i mean like cause we, I, that's just such a different like we don't think that way as humans. It's so weird. Exactly. I mean, in, to the, to the point is like, we, it's almost like, uh, we have, we have a subconscious mirror. It's like, well, I don't want you doing this to me. So I'm gonna go ahead and do it to you. You know, like right. that, that's probably what our interaction with aliens would be like. They'd be like, Oh, well, boom. They just shoot it and be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, I mean, and that's not even just like common folk. Like, I feel like that's how like the leaders of the world would do like, Oh shit. You know, like, because in all reality, they're, they're just normal people privy to way they're more just, knowledge than we are. Yeah. So we somehow made the conversation come back around to evolution in the end anyway, because like, really we just haven't evolved past the fact of it's fight or flight, like at this point. So yeah. I, I don't know how we will interact with normal people and or with other people. And like, other another species or something so that would be my best guess as to why we haven't yet because like yeah no they're just they're not ready they can't yeah. handle it like this is not even worth like, it we can we're just gonna have to we're not gonna we're gonna have to study from afar you know like we're, that's yeah well, it's, we'll send it's drone, like drone, drones to go watch them <laughs> they're gonna make clippings of plants and they're just sitting rooting in the water i'm like yeah, you're not ready for dirt yet. Like you can just stay there. Like, I'll, I'll put you in the dirt eventually. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel like we are as a species. Like, eh, they got time. Yeah. Just leave them. <laughs> they got two extinctions left. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like they're gonna restart about three more times before we'll be able to get over there. <laughs> oh man. Damn. Well, hey, dude. I I think that this is. Uh, I think this is gonna probably wrap us up. Cool. Well, if, uh, hopefully there's, I, I kind of forgot we were doing this for a lot of it. So hopefully yeah. there's enough usable content in here. So I've just been kind of talking my ass off, but uh, it's fun. I, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how I prefer it. Uh, you know, I prefer for people to be comfortable. And obviously you said you've talked on this almost all day, every day. So yeah, Zoom, this Zoom is my, my existence, but yeah, this was cool. I'd, I'm definitely going to do it again sometime if you ever want to. Like, 
Uh, well, you I'm know, I, I wanted to have you on like one of the like special episodes. And then after, you know, I got to 40 and I was kind of getting to start to get on a roll of being more consistent. I was like, well, I'll just save Steven for episode 50. <laughs> I had told a lot of people that I was going to get Keith Dalton on for episode 50, but I kind of got him off wow. my, uh, got him off my trail for, uh, Sorry. For Smith. <laughs> Sorry I, I didn't live up to Keith Dalton. I'm not quite as exciting as that man. Well, you know, honestly, I also thought about it. I was like, you know, I really would like people to get to actually watch the episode or listen to the episode with Steven, which, you know, <laughs> ironically enough, I probably could do an episode with Keith and all the people who would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They would probably all listen to it anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, truth be told, I don't actually think that it would be, uh, it would be like me getting, um, you know, David Duke or anything on the show. I don't, I don't think he would necessarily carry himself like that over a podcast, but uh, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll cross that bridge if it's ever built. <laughs> if it's ever, it's ever even possible. Yeah. But, cool. uh, but yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me be 50. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, that was my, that was my rambling point was basically to tell you that I uh, will have you on more frequently now because I have yeah. had you on. <laughs> Whenever I'm down, uh, you gotta do that, and I'm gonna hold you accountable on your recorded podcast that you need to get on Discord and come hang out with us and play some Rocket League. Yes, hell yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely will do that. I promise, and my boys will make fun of me because I'm playing Rocket League. <laughs> there we go, because <laughs> it tells the whole world on Xbox. Tonight, kiss me one last time.